Hey, hey, everybody. Hope you're all enjoying a post-Thanksgiving week. This is Tony Ann hosting this week. I have the full gang with me. Say hello to Michael, Dylan, Nick, and Ariat. Say hello, everyone. What's hello. up, y'all? Hey, also, also known as Big Snatch. <laughs> I thought it was old Snatch. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Same difference. <laughs> Anyway, it absolutely is not, but we We decided to switch things up a bit this week and put me in the host seat. So here we go. First things first, our news segment. Wait, 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 before we start. There was something said at the end of the last podcast that was a (laughs) and I would like a retraction. I need proof for retraction. Oh, you call me by my real name. <laughs> Get on with it, Grandpa. You messed it up. Do, do with the facts that do with the facts that you were given. You cannot confirm or deny that I am twenty-four years old. So let's try that again, shall we? But you know what? I'm Wait, was did that even make the podcast? I thought that was the after show. It did. It it's did. on there. It did. Uh, no. And I wanted it corrected. So, now that we've gotten that out of the way, Grandpa, I just want you to know, I'm not going to hold this against you. I'm not going to hold no grudge, because I'm going to pay you back tenfold all throughout this episode. So, fasten your depends, bucko, because just like your turn of classic movies, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Apparently, I am playing referee this week. Okay, (laughs) let's try to rein in this crazy train and talk about our news, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ, that a cracker. Okay, here we go. Time for our Salem Spectator special report. Our first item on the docket is the uh, Day of Days promo finally dropped after a bit of a delay because they had Day of Days on this past Monday instead of Friday but we finally got the epic promo we always wait for every year. And this year's promo did not disappoint. What was everybody's favorite part or the moment that made you go, oh my God. For me, it was Abe and and one of the twins. Um, And John saying, give me a sign. And then Eric walking in with his collar and Mardevil saying, oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) That was it. The promo itself. What about you? Me? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Um, the promo itself was really good. There was a few parts that I was like, huh. Um, but overall, <laughs> I I liked it. But I would say seeing Abe with one of the twins was my favorite part. And yeah, seeing Eric back. What else? I mean, I'm oh. glad Ava's finally yeah. about to get out of that. Yes. And Ava and decapitating the, the bear. bear. Yes, thank you, Ava. <laughs> thank you. Thank for the win. Thank I, you. I kind of, oh, I like seeing, what else do I like? I, like, I mean, I like you, the promo in general. There was did some, you like the double bell? I'm so confused by that, but I'm ready to rock with it because I, I, I'm it better be, it, I'm I assume it's the devil. No, 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 no. I want it to be Jan in a bell mask because if that is Marlena turned into her daughter to get in bed with her husband, no, thank you. No, that's a little too much for me. I yeah, prefer you, that. I feel like <laughs> the Jan thing, it's kind of obvious that it, it's most likely Jan by the devil's orders, I think. But anyway, 
Um, I feel like it's still redundant. We've done the mask way too much. Okay. And, I'd, I'd hope it's not. And yeah, I feel like that part, I mean, it's some type of story at least, but still, I feel like it's overdone and I've had it up to here with masks. So no, please. Especially we'll masks that change their body type. Yeah. That, at this point, I'm not willing to suspend disbelief yes, for that. Anymore. I will never. We've done it way too much. All Langley Christopher <laughs> shrunk down to petite Sarah. And I, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah exactly. I'm like, I'm I'm over this now. I'm, someone yeah. someone said like when when I tweeted about this and made a thread like I usually do when there is big promos. I was like, oh, this is probably the devil's work. And someone replied, well, um, I think it's Jan in the mask or something like that. And I was like, I think that was me. No, I think it was um, uh, someone else who tweeted. Yeah, you, you quote tweeted, but someone said, I think that's Jan. Not in the mask, but they said, I think that's Jan. Um, and I was like, wouldn't that be redundant? And they were like, it's wrong. So I kind of feel it's, I'm done with the mask, but it's also like having Jan come back doing something again feels a bit repetitive because we had it last year with them. And I feel like they can do, it's a way to distract Belle. I get it. But I feel like they can do something else with them as well. Unless it's a nightmare and it's literally just a devil. Like it's just like the devil giving her, literally giving her a nightmare because the devil can make people see things. That's true. And is necessarily there. So another thing that caught me off guard is how few people were at the Horton Christmas, not during the Christmas itself, but when Marlena or Mardevil comes to like make a Damn, we going all the way to Christmas. I thought that was Thanksgiving, was it? No, that was Christmas. Sierra Ben, Dog and Julie. Those are were the only ones with more so have a month-long exorcism uh, so again I feel like only four people what's the point i think it's be probably for safety reasons because of the fire effect that's true they wanted to limit the like you have to think the kids i get the little kids like, i get they but... didn't want the little kids and they didn't want a whole lot of they only wanted the people who were absolutely essential to that to that moment because of the fire effect for safety reasons and COVID reasons, I'm sure. I guess, but it felt like, eh. Because, I mean, Bill Hayes is 96. It's amazing that he's working, but I imagine they try to keep the number of people he works with to a small amount because he's so, you know, because he is vulnerable. They just want to keep everybody safe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes sense. But those were the only two main things that I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this, but we'll see when the story plays out. Um, otherwise, it was a general, and the, yeah, <laughs> the Philip stuff, well, I don't know. The, the Philip stuff is kind of what made me go, what the fuck? Because I wasn't expecting. I screamed when they pulled their leg out the water. I didn't know I, what the leg was. I thought it was a booster seat. Because uh, remember how we. <laughs> Remember how we thought his leg grew back? Well, I guess they pulled it out of history. I do think like because half America forgot that that he paid lead Pete. But we've seen Jay limping. Like he has, I don't know. 
that that was just pimp walk. I'm not even <laughs> no, yeah, but I know because like they literally had um, John Paul Lavoisier's Philip in short, so they legit yeah, was like his basketball yeah. scene. Yeah, it was his. Yeah. It was like his one of his first scenes. I was think, in basketball shorts, so they legit forgot he had a leg. I don't know if it was directing well, choice for um or acting choice with Jay, but we've seen him limp, and people were like, "Why is he limping?" I don't know if they told him like, "Yeah, your leg." is a thing or your prosthetic leg is a thing again but we've seen in limping and yeah and it's funny because jay's oh. the only one who's kept that consistent and he wasn't even the actor playing philip at the time that philip lost his leg yeah but i guess but it's all famous folk it was <laughs> it and is. i will say the the philip stuff kind of threw me because i was expecting philip to get arrested for attacking brady because i was expecting Brady, like because we know brady gets attacked this upcoming week so i was expecting that the devil was going to make brady name philip even though philip didn't do it and that philip was going to be the one arrested for attacking brady so philip going missing presumed dead and having brady be arrested for his murder was a complete script flip that i was not expecting I still think it's like the devil's doing somehow. I agree. But is he really dead? Oh, I don't think so. This no. is this is day. Yeah. This is this is days. People who ha have had entire organs donated and still have come up alive. A Call fake leg, Jennifer. Exactly. Oh. A fake leg means nothing. Jennifer never died show. from that. They had her heart. She out. literally. She, had <laughs> no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. She didn't die from that. She. He should have. It, it was, was one loss of successful surgery. That I'm was ridiculous. I'm, I'm just saying. She that didn't was really ridiculous. die. It, Jack donated her, his organs. Really all of them. Yep. Yeah. Well, all, all that wasn't him, donated. apparently. Aria, you might have a chance, though. You might have a chance for Chloe again because Phyllis going to come back as Billy Miller. So, oh, God, no. I don't. I mean, wait, what? what? <laughs> you know, Ron. Don't, you know, Ron paid enough to do it. No, but I, I don't. Miller. Listen, a lot of Flowy fans had paused when we noticed that um, Jay wasn't a part of Day of Days. I still don't have a lot of hope for Philip because. But of, given the content of the promo, having him be a part of Day of Days would be like giant spoiler he's still filming so whatever's going to happen to philip clearly he's fine yeah if they want to keep that a surprise i get not having him be part i of mean Davis. eventually if the bad writing continues i could see them writing him out that's kind of what i was alluding to but i still don't think and i hope it's not philip doing or more so like it being the devil doing something because I do not listen if I don't know how Phillip much bad writing one, I can take. Huh? If Philip is the one who faked his own death, I am going to get on this podcast and drag Ron Caravati for Phil because that is not something Philip would ever do. <laughs> ever. Mm, not yeah. to his mother. I don't think he would do uh, it to, to avoid mom. prison. Mm. But he, what is he I mean, going to go to prison for? The right thing now? is, dope. He's, that wasn't that the whole thing with Jake and Melinda? Oh, yeah. The mm. thing is, though, Philip has done shady things in the past, really shady things. The past. <laughs> right. Michael. The thing is, right, right now he actually has the DA on his ass. That's the problem. Yeah. For no reason. 
I mean, it's for a reason. It's I mean, just, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just it sucks it's, that he's the one who got left holding the bag. Yeah. Yes. Gabby, Gabby and Jake are going to Victor in a few weeks. Like, come on. And look at what. The, so, no. so you saying that Philip wouldn't do this with JL over him? I don't think Philip would do this. Tony Ann. Tony Ann. <laughs> Why are you calling everybody full name? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So you mean to tell me Philip Jerome Kiriakis? Not Jerome. It's Robert, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, it's Robert. Got a, a case looming over him with 12 white folks saying take it to trial. Would not fake his death. He's a Kiriakis. He can bribe a judge. Why would he need to fake his death? I could see him faking his Victor death. Victor already tired over him. <laughs> He can just, bribe a, I, no, he can ask his father to bribe a judge. Let's but I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to see how it plays out, but at this point, I just don't see Philip doing that to his mother. Brady and Victor, yeah, his mom, no. I can see Kate being in on it. Now that now if they're that, in on it, that's a different story. Brady. That I can see. Now that the, I can see the wait a Brady minute, that's part, gonna put the nail in the costume for Kate and Marlena. I just feel like As it should the Philip Brady thing. Build like a bridge, him, Tony. Build a bridge. Him <laughs> trying to, I don't. It's for me. It's the Brady thing that I just can't see because, like I said, they are picking and choosing what they want to tell. And like I feel like the last decade, Philip and Brady haven't been at each other's throat like. Throat yes, they like have. This. It's just been a. It's just been corporate. It's just been corporate. Yeah, but it's not Chloe based. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, guys. Hey. And that's what? kind of my point. Like you, the last you know time what? the last time Philip did something like this towards Brady was back in 2002. So I hope it's the devil. I just want them to wrap those this triangle up and get over it, move on from it and get it over with. I'm done with the triangle. So I hope it's not just. Philip's doing I hope it's the devil. And I kind of feel like it is because I, I do too, because so much of Philip's behavior has been on 10 for months that I'm like, this is this has to be the devil, or it's just really, really, really bad. So I'm hoping for the devil. But okay, I was about to say, we gotta show a little leg and pull it back now. <laughs> Moving on to our next thing, the cast of A Very Salem Christmas has been revealed. The movie Is that what they're going with? It's called Days of Our Lives, A Very Salem Christmas, but I just shortened it because, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, y'all got that one. I'm sorry, y'all. No, that's that. okay. Look. That's against my religious and political beliefs. <laughs> Schmaltzy Christmas movies are not everybody's thing. They're not your thing. That's fine. But it's still news that we have to report on, so here we are. The cast of A Very Salem Christmas has been revealed. The movie will star Deidre Hall, Eileen Davidson, Jack A. Harry, Drake Hogeston, Camilla Banish, Chandler Massey, Ari Zucker, Raven Bowens, Eric Marstock, Billy Flynn, Paul Telfer, Lindsay Arnold, Lucas Adams, Carson Boatman, Greg Rickhart, Dan Fuergel, Zach Tinker, and Blake Barris. What do we think of this lineup? God damn, did you go down the phone book? <laughs> I grabbed the full cast list. Blake Barris is a surprise to me, and I'm I'm curious to see what they do with him. This is a very good lineup. My interest yeah. are people now. Knowing that it's from like 
because basically the plot line of this movie, which I feel a lot of people have missed, is Will is writing a Christmas movie that is due on Christmas Eve, and then he's using inspiration from family and friends and people that he knows to make this Christmas movie come to life. So what we will actually be watching is Will's Christmas script. None of this is actually, I think, going to be canon to the real show. So the fact that Nick is technically dead doesn't mean anything because this is all Will's imagination come to life. So if it's Will's Christmas script, where is his father? Where is Lucas? Yeah, that's a big miss for me. Don't make Brian Tillow do this. Don't make him do this. <laughs> but, like, I, I, can see, I can see Nick being involved because like, especially in some kind of a villain role because Nick was a big villain for Will. Yeah. So that makes complete sense. Like all of the characters make sense. Based so now on... does not make sense. Will has no connection through, to her daughter. through Allie, but I... and Johnny. Yeah. No, I He's meant like never... but... <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Y'all so it's gonna be. Yeah. Well, it's it kind of feels like part of it Wait, is because who, who are we questioning again? Hold on. Chanel, she doesn't. If these, if it's supposed to be people that, yeah, that is weird. How the hell? Yeah, I feel like some, although um, I mean, somebody had to be a gossiping Betty, but at the end of the day, how do you <laughs> I feel like some of these um are like characters we didn't get to see on Beyond Salem, and they're on on this spinoff movie. Yeah, yeah I some like of these names are not like the other. I do Some like of these that they names involved, just doesn't belong. I do like that they involved like a couple people from Beyond Salem, but then it's mostly new people. Yeah. So it's kind of a mix and match, which I kind of really enjoy. And I think we're I think we're gonna get some fun stuff out of this Christmas movie. I'm excited. Me too. So it's like I cannot remember his name. Crap. It is blanking. The character? Brandon. Is Brandon gonna be? Uh, like Brandon Bear. Um, I don't think so. No, no, okay. he wasn't listed in the cast. So I don't understand. I, I kind of get Dylan's point now. But are you talking how, how he is not in the movie? And Gabby and Darna went crazy over this man. Gabby Tommy is Gabby is Will's daughter's mother. That's the entire reason she would be in the movie, regardless of who she's dating. No, no I, I know why Gabby is there, but why isn't Brandon there? It, we're going on the logic that it's people that he knows. Does he know? Um, he, bar- he barely knows. He, he barely knows Jake. He, but but yeah. if he doesn't know Jake, the man that Gabby literally moved back to Salem for, how the hell he know Chanel and Paulina? We said that was a reach. <laughs> <laughs> we agreed with that. <laughs> oh, okay. I ain't gonna lie. I thought my brain was turning to mush for a minute. No, there's some very obvious things that are like that you'd kind of flip in reverse. Biggest slut cast. (laughs) Gotcha. That's all yeah. Like I I I honestly would have Roman in here somewhere. Yeah, I'd have Roman. I'd have Kate. Kate I'd have Kate. No, no, Lily, they could throw out Xander. They could throw out let's see. Paulina, Gabby hit a miss, honestly. Okay, Nicole, well, ja- okay, I'll it's lie. Jack A. It's Jack A. Harry. So for that name alone, if we want to get streaming eyeballs, like 
biggest stuck had, cast. Mm-hmm. I, I, for that well, I wouldn't reason, say stuck cast, sense. but you know, yeah. I, it, it's it's for let's get the eyeballs, let's get the names that'll give us press, and that's Eileen Davidson, Allison Sweeney, Deidre Hall, and and Jackie Harry. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I get the logic behind it. I'm yeah. just like when you start yeah, no. looking when at you start, it, you just yeah. When you start saying if six of y'all went out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just based on the, did you guys see the the picture that that um of of jack and harry from the christmas movie she's definitely channeling like fruella Deville. it's kind of is awesome. she in a wrap dress no she's in a fur <laughs> okay i can live with that <laughs> okay you want me to build you want me to build a bridge over marlena and kate you need to build a bridge over these fucking wrap dresses and just accept that they exist no i will not because they need to dress bigger people differently different than that that is not a self i'll i will take the wrap dresses over the mess that's going on on general hospital whenever someone goes above a sample size got a point because <laughs> I, I mean look the wrap dresses may not be a variety but at least she looks good in them if exactly. I Brooklyn Quartermain <laughs> one more blazer tired of that pink blazer set it on fire <laughs> doing Dr. Doing Dr. Marlena Evans cosplay Just... Ooh, and poor Maxie that, that was Ooh. a low blow you know how I feel about them damn pants <laughs> that was a low blow just move all, bro. And neither one of them are big. Like it's weird. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. Okay, Tony, can I can I introduce the first one on the recap because you didn't put it on the alley thing? Mm-mm. Well, yes, you can. You can. You can introduce that because you know I'm not going to call that baby Hennessy. Okay. Okay. And no, you actually missed the story. Did yes, you did. Child Ava cooked again. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what? Yeah, I started. I actually turned the episode off Monday because I was like, I can't do this right now. Good when boy. it started with them, I was like, I can't do that. This. Was, why did I think that was last week and we didn't get them this week? Because I was yelling about the food being good and not the sex. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay. I'm gonna say it again and then lead the story in. Okay. Now, when you hear this, I want you to picture your granny. On her old landline phone with a cigarette in her mouth, child Ava cooked again. <laughs> oh, and that's literally all and, I and, and, and it led to her and Rafe talking about their relationship. And Rafe literally just lied throughout the whole conversation. <laughs> oh my God, that's he right. I wanted to punch again. him in the face so, so damn badly. He lied about hollering at her. He lied about, mm. he lied if he shit it today. He lied and, if he had and, breakfast. Oh, yeah, and <laughs> Gabby lied. and Ava got into a giant fight in front of him. I can't, well, I can't believe I forgot this because honestly, it wasn't really that memorable. But and my then he God. Said that, and he sit here and says, oh, I have feelings for Ava. I want to make it work for Ava. But he just let Gabby berate the lady in front, in front of him. He didn't say a word. He literally went back, opened his beers clink glasses with jake and continued to hold a conversation with the man while his sister was berating ava i remember those scenes now it felt like a terrible sitcom like it, it was a monday's episode yeah. yeah yeah and i literally wanted to punch rafe in the face repeatedly until he bled i'm so tired of this entire quad eating up airtime over nonsense <laughs> and bullshit 
But here's we my just thing. get to the destruction of Duke the Bear and call it a day because Let's, until we have same, we have the same conversation, ju just a different day, and it's annoying. Like I don't give a fuck. I'm like Wraith is supposed to be like tormented over the whole like sleeping with Nicole, and he's he's not. He's, he's, not, like, he's, he's not tormented. He's <laughs> mad that he's stuck with Ava. Because well, that's what I'm reading. He doesn't blank. Like, stuck, she has okay, offered okay, him okay. so many outs. Okay, I'm going to say something. And then I'm going to duck after I say it because I know y'all probably going to. God. No, I know exactly what you're going to say. And I kind of agree with you, but the story's I, I, ruined it. But go ahead. The scenes Monday, though terrible they were. Um, <laughs> I could see it for Rafe and Ava when they were talking about the things they do and all this stuff. I could really see it for, okay. for them. And had they went that route from the beginning, maybe this would have been a viable triangle. But honestly, truly, the story was so terrible, you ruined all eyes of it. So see, while it exactly. may have been nice to get Rafe and Ava, it could have been good. See, Michael, yeah, that, you're that, not wrong. That's you're the, not I wrong. Re I remember starting out enjoying their scenes. Yeah, for too. some reason, I didn't the remember the episode after that. I, I forgot the From entire the episode. He found her in Charlie's. Like they, they had chemistry. Oh, they, they had they've had chemistry from the jump. It's Lord, they just. They ruined just, it. Bungled it for no reason. They ruined no. destruction. No, I think Rafe bread by left. They said, "Oh Lord, Ari Zucker don't have no man." Greg Vaughn was already gone by this point, though, because they've already laid the groundwork with with. No, no, no. The thing is, they had nowhere for her to go. They had nowhere for her to go. I don't think they planned the EJ thing out by then. So it's just like they pivoted him him to Nicole just for the simple fact of we don't know what to do with Nicole and we can't write for it without a man. But he's sad, but, but the, true. The groundwork for Nicole and Rafe was already starting from the minute Eric left before Ava even entered the chat. Then Ava entered the chat and they pivoted Rafe away from Nicole and he arguably ooh, had better chemistry. You're right. You're right. You're I, right. So, ooh. So, just, okay, they just followed the it feels they like they're been, making it up as they go along. It's they bit off their nose ridiculous. to spite their face because for some reason, somebody, I don't know if it's Galen, I don't know if it's Ken, I don't know if it's Ron, I don't know if it's another writer in the writer's room, has a hard-on for Rafe and Nicole and they need to let it go. Cause it Especially if they don't know how to write it. Yeah. He's not doing it at all for anything. Pretty much. That's been like the... Honestly, that's yeah, the crux that of one. the issue with all of these characters. Because for me, like, had they given them a better story, I could have gotten on board with Rafe and Nicole. It would had they worked. given them a better story, I could Same. be on board with Rafe and Ava. Like, they, I liked Rafe and Ava in those scenes. And it reminded, it reminded me that I did like them at one point. I like, think, when I saw those things, I was like, I could see it for them. But, but honestly, we've come so thing, far now. How do we bad that up? I the think thing that ruined both the thing that ruined both of them for me was Duke the Bear. Mm. That's where shit went sideways and never came back. Because they had two 50-year-old adults sharing custody of a stuffed Please. toy like it was Please. a damn child. Our Zucker ain't no 50. The thing, yeah, she pushing it. She pushing it, but she ain't 50. Now, Rafe. 
terrible. Sitting there at sixties front porch. That's all I'm saying. He's, you can relate to it. Because honestly, he, this bullshit. that's the rape and Nicole were bonded. He and Ava are the same age, aren't they? I think so. Ain't well, no, this, ain't no well, way. Well, Tamara, Tamara and Galen are the same age. Ain't no way. They yeah, were born they the same Tamara. year. Uh, allegedly. No, they're, allegedly. They're that both, man ain't no, they're both 50. That man ain't no damn 50. Okay. Yeah, yes, he is. But we're moving on. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. as I was as I was ain't playing Ain't no way they're the same age, but I'm going to let y'all have it. The stuff that Rafe and Nicole were bonding over when Eric left made sense because he was coming you know he had just come home he was coming off the fact that he and hope were over she was dealing with the fact that eric was gone they were bonding and then they were kind of bonding over like i think was it some kind of latin cookie or something which made sense because of her you know her history which they never really played into before like there was stuff there that worked and then duke the bear just ruined everything what what messed him up for me was the fact that she didn't sleep with him when she was trying to deny her yes instead of having her sleep with xander she should have been right and they could have had xander be the one to spell the secret because xander could have seen them going into the into the i thought we all logic lot like literally logic this out as eric would have forgave it if she slept with rape so they went with xander yeah Uh, Yeah. we're gonna hold on yeah i remember that back on that because we're pissed right now no, I going to that fake No, I mean no, like I think he would have been able to forgive her for that, but I still think it should have happened. Yeah. Because I think that would have been a better story. Him for and trying to forgive made, her, but she would have still had feelings. It would have made the the angst that they have right now with this yeah. gotta stay away from each other thing make more sense. Because yeah. if she their would... affair had been what wrecked her marriage or contributed to the end of her marriage, then it makes sense that okay i how can i be with this person after i've blown my you know i blew apart my marriage with the love of my life how can i just then but we're saying but i thought we all were saying that you know he eric would have forgave that sin yes and that would have been the story even though he forgave her and tried wanted to work it out she still would have had feelings because rafe didn't abandon her like eric did but but then again that would require eric to be there True. <laughs> we're, That's what I'm saying. We're, we're talking about in a perfect world. If they could have done a triangle between Eric, Rafe, and Nicole. That a that hundred percent would have worked. But no, where, uh, I have a better option, but we'll get to that one. But also too, like it also went left after she slept with Xander and she was more concerned about Rafe finding out about it than Eric. Yep. Yeah. When, when a- Rafe when Rafe started superseding her husband when they were still together. That is that kind moment. of a moment where everybody checked out because we it, could all oh, see the writing on the wall and we were just like, no. Well, okay then. If we're going to be completely honest, that whole scenario, the whole thing of it was wild as hell because quite honestly, Nicole sat there and watched her husband pack up and left. And in a perfect world, that wouldn't have happened. So we got dealt some bullshit. We just going to have to deal with it. So yeah. do y'all think we're gonna head head to Rafe and Nicole? I or think, uh, I think we're eventually I, gonna get if some we're sort not of Rafe already, EJ Nicole thing going on. Yeah. At oh, this point, disgusting. with Ava destroying Duke the Bear, which thank God, um, either Rafe and Nicole is definitely happening, or Ava thinks it's happening and goes cuckoo and just snaps and slaughters the bear. 
but for a for Ava to do that, Nicole still has to be in the picture somehow. That sucks. That sucks for everyone involved. Because she's not going to just wake up one day and decide that Duke the Bear needs to die without a reason. Well, that we are talking <laughs> fucking bear. This is me off. <laughs> Well, until I start talking again, <laughs> if they have that Galen Gare and get in there and do that bad Matthew McConaughey impression again. <laughs> oh, see, I was thinking it. I, I was thinking Puss in Boots. I'm sure that specific name. No, it wasn't Matthew McConaughey. It was bad Blake Shelton. That's he tried. He tried. And even Galen was like, "I'm not sure I want to do this" because he was he was surprised. He mentioned it in his day of days segment, but apparently Albert was directing him when he was in the booth and kept wanting more, more, and more. And that is what we got. So we have yet another thing to blame Albert Alar for. They should have had Josh. They should have had Josh Taylor do it with a southern accent. (laughs) (laughs) That one funny. (laughs) It would have been more entertaining. Leave Roman alone. What are you saying, Tony? You really have your guns blazing for that man, Jesus! I I know I have a reason to hate that man too, but Lord, you don't (laughs) put off his back. (laughs) When he starts respecting his cast again, absolutely. Until then, I'm staying parked there. Well, well, what is he back there doing? Is he cracking whips? What's going on, Tony? Why do you hate him so much? He's not telling people things that need to be told. Like Freddie and Chandler did not know okay. that they were let go from the show until they read it in the script because he did not have the balls to tell them. Judy Evans found out that they were killing off Adrian through behind the scenes chatter and not from the producer whose job it was to tell her she had to go and ask him. Just like Stacey Hyduke had to call the producers and be like, am I still employed? When she found out that Eileen was doing Beyond Salem. And all of those things were supposed to come from Albert Alar and he did none of them. And he did it to Jamie Lynn Bauer. And for that, I'm uh-huh. not Exactly. So it's just a continuation of the same sin over and over and over again. And I've just had enough. I can't stand him either, Tony, but geez, Louise, let's continue. My, <laughs> every time you mention his name, you go, how you okay? <laughs> well, I don't quite know how to segue into our next thing. So we're just going to jump. Uh, Allie, Tripp, and Henry spend some time in the square coordinating Thanksgiving plans and talking about what happened on Halloween night. We finally have babies back on set as we actually get to see little baby Henry for the first time in over a year. Okay, question. Answer. Who the fuck is Henry? You You know who Henry is, sir. That ain't got nothing to do with the weed. (laughs) (laughs) You just refuse to acknowledge his name and I refuse to call him by the nickname you gave him. I I don't know. Who who are you talking about, Tony? I'm not. If one of y'all want to say it, that's fine, but I'm not saying it. His name is Henry. Hennessy. (laughs) She's talking about Hennessy, but... Bro, okay, Tony, that's all you had to say, bro. (laughs) My God. Yeah. I wasn't because I'm talking in cold names and stuff. Come on now. <laughs> but I mean, it was cute. The scenes were cute, I guess. The baby got a big ass head, but that's Wait, not it. Wait a Hold on, hold on now. Hold on now. Hold on now, Gumball. It's up. nothing wrong with that. that. Oh, I'm okay. the cap. I'm one of the founding members of the Big Head Brigade, so I've earned the right to talk about the size <laughs> people. Hey, just because you a Gumball holder, don't give you right. Watch your mouth. What? Watch what mouth? Have you seen my head? Go look at my yeah, head. Uh, again, go look up a gun by a holder and then we'll talk. 
Jesus. Anyways, I love that little boy. But he's boy, so he got cute. a hair on him. Oh, but you can say that. Oh, yeah. That's, that's my well, he told us in the group chat he was the only one that he would accept taking shots at the baby's head. We're taking shots. I'm acknowledging it. Uh, watch he's, your mouth. He's, he's one of my people. He's one of my people. Anyway, that boy got a noggin on him. He's adorable. He's so cute. Yes. But he don't need to do no cartwheels. When Trip mentioned when Trip mentioned the food and the baby's head turned, because he's like, you know, I don't know where we're going for Thanksgiving, but I guarantee you're gonna eat well. And the baby's head turned like, ooh, where's the food? Right? He said, I, eat. I know that word. Hell, I duck. <laughs> So I often forget that, like that Allie and Trip are a couple because their scenes don't play as a couple anymore. They just they don't. play off like cousins. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're baby or siblings babysitting their little brother. It's weird. <laughs> you know what? Though they actually do play as a couple for me, but the problem is it they play like old married couple. No, like they they've been off- together for eighty six years. I didn't. I didn't even get that. I got more like a. Best friend from high school. Still stuck with Tribunale. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, I got more of a like best friend from high school. He always wanted the chance, but she never gave it to him. (laughs) That's what I got from those things. It's only been a little over a year, like, and not even because I think they, I think they kind of started pivoting about six months ago. But like, for. For as long as they've been together, they should not be in this place. Yeah, and they're think- in such a they're in they're they're far too young and far too new to be in such a rut. Yeah. And I think it's because Henry is literally the only story that they've had. Now, if he hated Henry, that could be angst, but he doesn't. Because I mean, it, it's just it's weird because they're not they're not playing into the fact that she's too afraid to go there because of what happened with Charlie. Like, well, they went there already, didn't they? Right. That's the thing. They went there. So it's like them being in this rut would, would make more sense if they weren't being intimate because she was afraid to move forward with Charlie, but they're apparently having amazing sex, at least according to Allie. Not that I actually believe that, but that's what she claims. Who did she say that to? Chanel. That's exactly why she said it. Yeah. <laughs> she's I lying. Mean, she's lying and trying to convince herself. So yeah. Her definition of amazing is questionable. Oh god. Consider- <laughs> no, but like yeah. considering who she's with. Please. Ellie, just- love yourself and dump him. Please. Love love his fans and dump him. I'm over them. Like they're young, but they're very dull. And the thing, and the thing is, like Lucas and Lindsay are fun together. Like you could see that in the app segment that they did on Day of Days. Like they had L- Lucas, Lindsay, Raven, and Carson all together, and the like the four of them play off of each other really well. And Lucas and Lindsay play off of each other really well, but like, none of that fun translates onto the screen. What they should be doing with Trip is because he notices. That Ali doesn't really isn't really into him, and she he, she wants someone else. He should be getting high out of his mind. That's what he should be doing: stealing prescription meds from the hospital. Mm. But they don't give them anything to do at all, and that's the issue. Like, give them something to do. Or give them something media he, to play. 
even if he fell back into his manipulative ways the way he was before for fear of losing Allie because he can see the writing on the wall having been there before that Allie is leaning more towards Chanel so maybe he tries to scheme to keep them apart somehow and keep them fighting so that he can hold on to her that would make more sense yeah I, I, I guess that's an option I just prefer the book of sugar I don't know why <laughs> I think it would make more sense um question go ahead all right i was gonna say all right go ahead and then michael ask your question okay um no i was gonna say it would make more sense for ally to scheme because of her jealousy like with johnny and chanel i wanted her to like embrace the sammy in her and start scheming and that and that could then in turn make trip start scheming too because he could be wondering okay like, why is she doing all of this to keep Johnny and Chanel apart when she's supposed to be dating me? Like, it's very clear where her interests lie. I've got to do everything I can to hang on to her. So she's scheming to keep them apart and he's scheming to keep them together. Yeah, that sounds too juvenile. Like <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, if, she, I, if she's scheming to keep them apart, I would prefer it make him insecure and have him start acting out in different ways. I mean, there should be something... I- I don't there's think, just nothing they're not doing anything yeah. we need something for them to do all of them i don't hate trip but i feel like the it would work so much better if he was out of the story because then where do they put him that's the thing under gabby <laughs> you're not gonna let that go Instagram. i mean no, it's a good, it's you know, a good you know, story what, i guess what's the I reason agree. like why would i let it go like that would be decent for gabby versus ava it would give trip something better the Mute issue is here. <laughs> Michael, what was your question? Muting me doesn't make it not right. <laughs> Anyways, Bob, ahead. <laughs> My question was, do y'all really see it going that far with Chanel and Allie? At this I point, did. I'm not sure where they're going. I'm not sure. Like, <laughs> I thought so. Cool. I'm not seeing it. I feel yeah. like they they've dialed it back a lot since they introduced Raven. I kind of felt like we were going it. there, and then at the end, Raven came, and yeah, felt like we were going there. Raven came. They still had chemistry, but I think they like Johnny and Chanel more right now, so they're leaning into that finally. Yeah. So Which we'll get there. Later. I kind of I kind of feel like um, don't throw things at me, but I kind of feel. I kind of feel like my stone. Johnny and Johnny and Chanel is what um, Allie and Trip are not like Johnny and Chanel are way, 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 way more interesting and they have really solid chemistry. But I feel like what Johnny is to Chanel is what Trip is to Allie and that's a safe, safe place. Safe, I don't, no. I don't, I don't, Where is my hand? No, hear me out, hear me out. <laughs> And I'll hear you out, but you're still wrong. I'm saying that they feel comfortable with them. You want some of my tomatoes, Tony? <laughs> Listen. He's not I'm wrong, like- though, because Chanel's MO has been to kind of just, like, run to the next available port of storm whenever oh, things... Not it's, you. Not it's, you. It's, it's the truth. Are you, are you like saying the writers, second the writers treat scene? them like that? Like the like Raven wasn't it like Raven's second second scene her just laying one on Theo because she'd had her feelings hurt. Yeah, yeah. rejected yeah. by Allie. And I feel like so, so feel, I think Chanel feels safe with Johnny the way Allie 
feel safe with um, trip. But the, to me, with both of these pairings, there's no like stakes. Stakes, maybe I no, don't know. There's no jeopardy. No, no really emotional depth to them. Like, like I feel I, like I kind of see it now with Johnny was... and Chanel now, but I feel like it's been there all along with um, Ali and Chanel. And I do what I do. I do think that Chanel is more into Johnny than Ali is into Trip. But I think Chanel is def could definitely be using Johnny to escape the pain of what, everything that just happened. But I don't know if it's because she feels safe with Johnny or just because he's a warm body she can get under. I think she feels safe with him. Um, but I also Dylan's feel right. like she's she likes Ali, but she's with Trip. Both of, both of them I are think she style. likes Allie, but Allie keeps rejecting her. So she's finally just going to be like, you know, I, fine, I'm going to go over here. I kind of see it ending with um, Chanel and Allie because there's so much to like, there's so much still left untold um, with both of them. And I feel like to me, they have the strongest chemistry. I do think Jen, Johnny and Chanel have chemistry too, but... I, I feel like it's really there along with the emotional build and emotional depth and slow build with Chanel and Ali. So that's why I kind of see, like, I think um, Lindsay said it and Raven, they're, when we think they're going to zig, they're going to zag. So it's always going to go back and forth. And I prefer that with pairings. I just want them to play on the angst with Charlie more. But I don't know, maybe it's coming eventually. Strictly based on the promo, I think Ali's finally going to face her feelings when it when it comes up that Chanel and Johnny might be getting married. Do you really think? think? That's what you I think is going to happen. Why? I think why? they're engaged. I see. I thought they were moving in together. See, if they're already see, I engaged, I thought she was pregnant. Uh -oh. hmm. I, I kind that. of thought. <laughs> I kind of thought they were either announcing they're together or moving. I would. Oh! I'm sorry. Do, no, 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 no. They, Paulina already knows that, so never mind. I was going to yeah, say... They're, they're together already. Mm. I was going to say the Italy trip, but Paulina already uh, yeah, knows. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing in the Paulina. What about moving out. in together? Yeah, I don't, See, I I don't think it's... I don't so, think it's marriage or baby yet. Okay. Like, I mean, I wouldn't mind it, but also I would hate it at the same time because Ron would be writing it. And, and, <laughs> and yeah. And I, I ain't got time for Moon Carter, baby, Big Lotta. Well, so, stop it, stop. sir. <laughs> it, but the thing is, it reeks of Ron to get Johnny and Chanel engaged and have Ali and Chanel sleep together the night before they get married. Ew. Yeah, I mean, I just that's something like, Ron would do. I feel like Allie and Chanel are the long term, like yeah, are the long term plan. I think in the short term, we're going to get Chanel and Johnny, and I'm fine with that. I, yeah, same. Well, I enjoy Johnny and Chanel. I don't yeah. see them long term. Quick question: Who was born first? What do you mean, uh, Allie? Uh, I, Allie was. I think, and then John. Yeah, no, wait, no, Johnny was. I think Johnny's older. I think Johnny's older. Okay, never mind, because I was thinking we were going to go like new age, Carrie, Sammy route. Said yeah, um, 
So where I guess we? that was a bad idea. Never mind. Excuse me. <laughs> no, I no, I give I them saw, something to do. That's why. Yeah, that they with, really need more with Chanel and Lonnie. Actually, that's kind of where I think that might end up going. Then, but then she's kind of. We're gonna get get into that later, but kind of I kind of thought out that as well. But this week proved me wrong. Uh, we'll get into. I we'll we'll get into that. But actually, this this week kind of proved that that could be what's coming but we'll get there in a little bit um moving on to our next topic sammy manages to get through to marlena sammy tells her she's been kidnapped and marlena tells her that the devil has returned before marlena can try to call the police to help sammy the devil interrupts them i, I love, love this, this thing <laughs> and, and let me tell you why before i have to head out i may return but i have to head out i like the whole like sammy finding out that her mother has been possessed again. It gave me Bailey when she tapped on the elevator door and the elevators were humming. And she just started yelling, oh, damn it. Like, that, that was just that, the worst and that line that, that, that line that she said, was, what was it like? I thought it was like chicken pox. Once it happened, once it couldn't happen again. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, got, You've been possessed by the been... devil again? Thought it was like the chicken pox. I thought it could only happen to you once. That's the quote. Yeah, and that line got them coverage in TV line as like one of the, their lines of the week. So Sammy was so done. She's like, again. Are you for real? <laughs> Not, oh, that reaction video. <laughs> I thought of that. No, but those scenes were really good. So good. So good. Sammy was, I am in a crisis. What do you mean you're possessed? <laughs> I'm for this right now. Oh, well, I'm like, quite. Quite honestly, they wasted more time trying to explain everything to actually just jump into <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> but but you know, at that point, I'm gonna head out for a second. I might return, I might not. If I don't, I love each and every one of you. This was actually a pretty good week. I don't even have a read of the week. So well, that's because no. your original read of the week ended up being a dream, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got me there. You got me. I was off my game this week, folks. Sorry about that. But ciao. Bye. 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 Okay. Bye. I have a question, though. Shoot. And I'm being, and I know I'm being logical, and I probably shouldn't be logical. That's okay. This, I can usually logic my way out of anything. Shoot. Sammy and her having this cell phone. I want to know who went through the trouble of kidnapping her. And then left her with not only a phone, but a charger. Because she's been gone it's, since August. It's one of the guards' phones. She was able to get one of the guards. She was able to get um, one of the phones off one of the guards that are uh, holding her. Okay. Did she explain this during the episode? See, I yeah. missed that. Okay, I missed it. Because I was so confused. I was like, what kind yeah, of... She said kind of where can I get one? She said it was in... Um, first, they said it in Soap Opera Digest. Second, I think she said it to Mar either to Marlena or to EJ when she called um which we'll get there in a second but yeah it's one of the guards phones which is why she didn't have one because she knew the guard was going to come looking for it so i was like i need that that battery is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> so yeah th th there wasn't actually a logic flaw there i was so confused i'm okay all right that makes so much more sense now. yeah yeah it was but she's been phones. calling for a minute okay wait now we're in salem time how long <laughs> I mean, she been missing? yeah no because she called johnny before 
I think it's been like. Well, I think I think the guards have had Sammy's phone because they've been texting from Sammy's phone. I think Sammy managed to get her phone from the guard and then called Johnny. And then once she made the call off of her phone, the guards then made sure they never had her phone again. And now Sammy got one of the guards' phones. Okay. God bless Sammy for remembering people's numbers because I damn sure. Uh, for real. <laughs> Like I am, but I know my family's numbers. <laughs> yeah, same. I know my mom, my grandparents. Except for my brother, I, I, I know I, my mom, my grandparents, and my best friend. That's like, it. Anybody I, else? Kind of. I know my house number. Same. And yeah. but we but we don't answer that, so that wouldn't help at all. <laughs> <laughs> like my, you're in the middle of a crisis. <laughs> you're calling, and no one's answering. <laughs> no, but, uh, but as a mom, Dylan, do you know your kids' numbers? Yeah, I know my kids' numbers. I know my kids' numbers, and I know my mom and my dad's numbers. Which is that's but she called her mom, mom, and then the, and then the next my person she calls. Oh no! So like that does me no good whatsoever. I love that her first instinct was to call her mom. Right? Not the not the police. Not she's like mom, help! But she also knows the police ain't gonna do. But she knows the police ain't gonna do jack shit to find her because like I mean. Cops are terrible, always have been, always will be in Salem. But she knows that if Marlena's not going to find her, she'll get John to find her. So either yeah, way, this is true. <laughs> she probably should have called Johnny. Who she called afterwards? Were oh, okay. Like oh. so, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm excited, but um, I'm segue- like trying to figure out who who's who her and why. Because yeah. I, I don't think it's easy. I don't think it's EJ either, and we're we're gonna we're actually gonna talk about this next. So this is actually perfect timing. So hold that thought. Uh, Nicole gets divorce papers and goes to EJ. He takes her out to dinner, and they run into Gabby and Jake. Gabby is wearing Sammy's necklace, and EJ is spooked. He's starting to wonder where Sammy is when she calls him, but the connection is awful, so he isn't sure it's her. These scenes solidified for me that EJ had nothing to do with Sammy's disappearance. I suspected him at first when she first disappeared because the timing of the mass text to when John came off of talking to EJ was very suspicious to me at the time, but his reaction to seeing that necklace was more, oh my God, where is she? What happened? Rather than, oh my God, I'm caught. And I like the fact that like, because I don't think he, I don't think he actually believed that, I think he actually believed that Sammy just left town. And then when he saw the necklace and realized that Sammy did intend to stay and did actually go talk to Gabby or at least attempt to talk to Gabby to, to find out about staying, that kind of changed his perspective on things a little yeah. bit. Yeah, like he was completely shocked when he saw her wearing the necklace. So I'm completely convinced that he didn't kidnap her. Like, but who was I still think her? it was I still think it's Kristen because Sarah is texting the same way that Sammy was texting. So I'm thinking Kristen. Why? But yeah, I was gonna ask why <laughs> would she have to kidnap her? Because Sammy she's pissed off at Sammy because Sammy wouldn't wouldn't help her towards the end of all that mask craziness. Oh God, like I the entire thing about that. The entire reason she told EJ what happened is because she was trying to get back at Sammy. Hmm. Well, what if that was only part one and she did that to get Sammy in a vulnerable position so she could grab her? I still think it, it, 
I still think it's the devil somehow. No, it's, I don't think it's the devil because the devil, the devil didn't seem like the devil knew anything. Hmm. Like Sammy does, Sammy has theories on who took her, but Sammy has no idea. She's just been dealing with these random guards, but she has no idea who actually took her. And, and how is, how is the devil going to like, I mean, I, I thought it was the devil at first too, but knowing that there are actual people on the payroll that are being paid to like watch Sammy and like give her food and take care of her. It, it's, it's definitely not the devil. It's, I feel like it might be Kristen. I guess. Yeah, I could see it being Kristen. Yeah. So does anybody care about Gabby wanting to get that house back and getting it in Jay's face? Okay, wait. Now, this I was okay with because now Gabby is doing something that makes sense. She's yeah. holding, she's holding a grudge that makes sense. This is where she, they should have pivoted her um, before, like like even before EJ stole the house, he still got Jake fired. That yeah. should have been her uh, motivation to start going after EJ. And then once the house was taken from her, then that could have just revved up her revved up her plan. Like she should she should have targeted Jabara and not Titan. Yeah, this should have been where they have been. And I, I probably wouldn't hate them so much at this point. Now, now, unless she thinks the only way she... But wait, didn't she say that she thinks that they can use Titan to take down Damara? So it ends up being a giant... Like, isn't that part of her whole master plan? I know we checked out because we all think this is ridiculously stupid. But I vaguely remember her saying that their first step was to take over Titan. And then once they were in position at Titan, they were going to use Titan to bury Damara. Listen, I have I no idea. I think <laughs> I remember something like that, but it still didn't make any sense because she could never get in at Titan. Yeah. She's going to try and hopefully fall flat on her face next week, I think, or the week after. I'm just going to yeah. wait for Victor to laugh hysterically. That's what and if yeah. she doesn't, I'm going to be so mad because they've been yeah. if they all her certain vets of keeping them like in character and writing them in the ways that we enjoy them. If they have Victor be like, oh yeah, sure, you and the mechanic can come run my company. Um, Vivian Alamein's son, no less. If he if, yeah. if he even lets Vivian Alamein's son anywhere near his company, I am having Victor checked for dementia. I'm gonna be annoyed if they get it. Cause Philip was fired and after what the stunt staple. Come on. No, I a hundred percent. It's gonna be yeah, it's going to be annoying if Victor is out of character and is like, oh, why not? Here you go. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I, I could genuinely be interested in Gabby going after EJ. That would make out. sense, though. And um, since we know um, Ava's going to get involved with EJ at some point, for some reason, I could see, like, I would be okay with that. The Titan part never made sense, and it still doesn't. So yeah. why they're going back to that to that well? I don't know. It's dry. Let it go. Like at this point, unless Victor firmly slams the door of Titan in their face, and this makes Jake decide, well, you know what? I'll just resurrect Alamein Industries, and we can go Alamein versus Demara. That will be the only thing that works because Victor has to laugh in their faces and send them packing because otherwise, it is out of character writing bullshit. Does Gabby have Gabby? She does she have control over? Or does Titan still have it? No, they. She was never. He. Philip was never able to 
get her to relinquish control of Gabby Chic too tightly uh, okay. before she left. Everything with Car- okay. everything with Carmine went sideways. So she's fired, but she's able to take Gabby Chic with her. Okay. Huh. That was like, what would be the reason for her going back to Victor? I w- I assumed it was about Gabby Chic, but if yeah, they shot the Carmine secret to hell that quickly, Philip and Ava had no leverage, so they couldn't keep it. Exactly. But apparently, I think she, for some reason, she needs a backer for Gabby Chic, which makes no sense because Gabby Chic started out as her own thing. Like she didn't want to, she wanted to keep Gabby Chic independent for the longest time. And she had to have her arm twisted to even go under Demera the first time. So I don't really know what changed. Well, maybe it's gotten big enough to the point, it's gotten popular enough to the point where she needs a larger company behind her to do distribution. I could okay, see that. Okay, that, that makes more sense. Hmm. But, it, yeah, this, this is just going to be, at this point, I don't care at all, and I need Victor to laugh in their face. It's the Titan aspect. That's it. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm intrigued by the EJ aspect of it, and the Demer- them going after Demera, and Ava possibly being involved, so... I'm okay with that. I would like to see that. They can kill the Titan thing. Yes. And now we are going to head on over to the more interesting side of town. We have sort of gotten rid of all of these smaller things and are now heading into the bigger fish, so to speak. So here we go. Uh, Chanel is reeling from what she did at the wedding. She has a nightmare that her mother hates her and has a heart attack from the stress. She's terrified to go home and Johnny decides... And Johnny is there to support her. He decides to take her to Italy to give her a break and she goes home to pack. So how many of us actually thought the dream was real? I thought it was real until the heart attack. Yeah, that's when I was like, ah, no, it's a dream. (laughs) I thought it was real, but I didn't get it. Like, um, because I think they used some of those scenes in the promo last week. Yeah, they yeah. did. They and did. I, I did not, I, I did not get it because it didn't make any sense to me that Paulina would turn on the one child that she has left. Yeah. So, and like, I could, uh, like, being angry, yes. Disowning the only daughter that you have left, no. So, like, it being a dream, yeah. The, okay. Now it makes sense. I kind of had a feeling um, because I think, I, who, who did a DM? Was it you, Nick, about uh, a spoiler picture from uh, Soap Digest where? Oh yeah, you were wondering why. Paulina why are they laughing? So I was like, why like, are they laughing? They did look very chummy, and we was. I was like, well, maybe. Like I said, I don't think she hates her. I think they eventually do talk it out, which they did. Um, but yeah, it was a bit jarring to see them. And then the promo, and I was being like, so yeah, being so close and chummy. I was like, wait, so they go from that to sitting on the couch. And I don't know if I wrote to you guys, but I had a feeling it could be a dream or, or a nightmare. Uh, but I didn't know. And when the when the episode aired, I was like, oh, whoa, 
Paulina, calm down. <laughs> yeah, like I was, I was literally, I was live tweeting an episode and like she called, I think she called her like she a called her, bitch. She, she called her a little bitch. Yeah, and when she said that, I was like getting ready to drag her. Like I was mm-hmm. mid tweet when she killed over. And then I had to delete everything and went, oh, okay, it's a dream. Well, that makes <laughs> I was going to tweet like, Paulina, no, no, no. Oh, oh, you did like I did when, uh, during the Beyonce Salem thing, when I thought uh, old boy was Shane. <laughs> In those things, oh. <laughs> I remembered that because <laughs> I was confused too. But go ahead. To be honest, I I would have preferred Chanel and Paulina still be a bit more Same. angry with each other. Same. Like uh, no no disowning, no calling each other out of her name. But I would have preferred Chanel still be upset about I, the lie. I think she is, and she's trying to process everything. And and we'll talk about that when we actually talk about their scenes in a minute. But. I think I also think it's for a bigger purpose. I kind and, of think and Paulina's still being upset about how she exposed it. I kind of see it like they're saving the tension and they someone being angry to Lonnie and Paulina. And yeah, I feel like they're they're setting Paulina up to be they're basically they're setting everything up to have Chanel be the carry to Paulina's Marlena and Lonnie be the Sammy. And Lonnie and and Paulina had the kind of relationship that Sammy and Marlena had after the affair came out. Mm. Possibly, That's maybe not to what? that extent. Because yeah, Chan- Lonnie can't sell Chanel on the black market. No, but I mean, but just kind of <laughs> those similar vibes. Like I feel like because they're setting up and Sammy constantly to- called Marlena a whore. Oh, good lord! So I don't she see Lonnie. Did- I don't see Lonnie doing that either, but I see Lonnie being very, but very I, angry and Paulina needing somebody and that person is going to be Chanel. I don't think they wanted to have both of her kids angry at her. Yeah. I think if they were going to pick one, they would pick the one whose life just got turned upside down and let the other one be a support system for her. I kind of thought what I thought, maybe we, maybe I'll go into it more when we get to that part. But yeah, I kind of thought it would play out differently but what aired worked with chanel and paulina but we'll get yeah. to that soon very soon we'll get to yeah because first we're going to talk about um pa- paulina and her mom paulina is also trying to process everything that happened she and olivia have an honest conversation about everything in some really sweet scenes between marla and jackie like these just work so realistic and real and ended up being really really sweet and somebody else pointed this out on Twitter, and I kind of agree. For two brand new characters, like these characters are kind of brand new. We have no attachment to them other than the actresses who play them. They were able to draw us in and make us care. And that doesn't normally happen with newbies on a soap. No, it um, it's a testament to the actors and the, the, yeah. their names. Like, if you're watching Jack and Harry and Marla Gibbs, you know for a fact it's going to be interesting no matter what they're doing. I know Olivia orchestrated everything, but I love her. I love her. She, she said her heart needed a GPS. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> like Olivia is my favorite of the prize women. Like I just, oh, I know she can't be on all the time because, but I want Marla Gibbs on the show as a contractor, like on contract, but I get that she can't. I don't know. I was kind of feeling a way. Oh. Like, I did not. 
Okay, there's a saying that black women raise their daughters but love their sons. And I did not like the fact that Paulina was in so much obvious pain and Olivia's first instinct was correction rather than comfort. Yeah. I <laughs> It's but that that hit me in a really soft spot. And and I don't like I I don't like that Olivia is getting off so easily. That is disturbing my spirit. Yeah, that is that. disturbing the ancestors. That is <laughs> That is bothering me. And, yeah, and I want someone to be upset with her. Yeah. Like maybe that. maybe it's gonna be Lonnie, but Lonnie did invite her to Thanksgiving. So I wish that aired. They missed the mark uh there with um having kind of an aftermath. We're getting that next week, but like we should have seen listen, I should have seen more of Lonnie this week. There I would have been, been okay least... if we got yeah. to see the actual dinner and like have have Lonnie be petty and shady over Thanksgiving dinner. That would have been like interesting to see, but like and that was the other thing that bothered me. You you left your child alone on the holiday. That bothered, like I I felt a way about the whole dynamic in that, especially when you look at the conversation that they had and the things that Paulina was saying, where she she literally said, I didn't agree, I submitted. Yeah. And it just, it makes me feel like she got bulldozed into this. And she was already in a very vulnerable place coming out of an abusive, controlling situation. And then they kind of put her in another situation where her power was limited and her choices were limited. Do you feel like they're not as empathetic to what she went through? At all. Yeah. And I feel like they are leaving her to take the fall for all, all, all of, of this. the blame and all of the fallout and all of the anger yeah, and Olivia, like comes, Olivia comes off very matter of fact like this is yeah. what we had to do so we just have to deal with it and yet, the thing but, is we're not dealing with it. I'm yeah. dealing with it you're doing nothing yeah she's she, gonna get on a plane to go back to Miami in a couple of days I feel like I hope it's a two-sided conversation next week because based on the spoilers Lonnie is upset talking after talking with Tamara. I hope they got Marilyn McCubia Zoom. I'm just gonna say it. it. It has to be like, how do you have a argument? They need to have it two sided. Like at least Zoom or on the phone, and we see Marilyn on the quote unquote other side. Like we need something because yeah, Paulina did moving moving on like into their lives and started planning a future with Abe and all of that and. Yeah, she kept this from Lonnie, but she's not the only one. All of them have played a part. Emma did not have to name Abe. That, that, yeah, that's her biggest flaw here. Dragging Abe into this was not necessary. A choice. Yeah. So I, I, know, I, I like that the conversations and the scenes that we got this week kind of shows how the family dynamic has carried through the generations. Because the dynamic between Lonnie and Chanel kind of mirrors the dynamic between Paulina and Tamara. And the dynamic between Olivia and Paulina kind of mirrors the dynamic between Paulina and Chanel. 
And I also like that Paulina is finally kind of admitting, yeah, I have idealized Lonnie a little bit because she's the child that I didn't get to raise. Yeah, which that's why she was perfectly into the conversation that Chanel and Paulina had. That's why she kept saying like Lonnie is, has everything a mother could want for her daughter because she didn't get to get a chance to raise her like she she's proud of wanting what she's accomplished and she just like she wishes she got to raise her yeah, um, she wishes she had a hand in it yeah so i all this they're giving us more like backstory and even yeah. the, that huge build-up part towards the secret is over now it's the aftermath and i think i think i do think olivia should have gotten i even once again i dm nick i was like why are they inviting olivia over shouldn't lonnie be mad and i guess like we you said like lonnie's focus has been more on paulina um and olivia is old <laughs> But, and the thing is, the sad part is that's typically how it works. Older people can raise a lot of hell, and because they're older, they get away with it often. And that's what it seems like. That what that's what it seems like is happening here. I do hope for a confrontation between Lonnie and Olivia. I don't expect it. Actually, if Lonnie, because I don't think Lonnie would do it. You know who I think would do it? Abe or Eli? Yeah. Ooh. But Eli was picking. Eli was picking up. Eli's been picking up on a, Eli. Yeah, but Eli's but, been picking up on a, on a lot of the dynamics between Paulina and Lonnie for a while now. He's been right, saying but Eli was before. literally giving Olivia a ride over to Thanksgiving dinner. So True. Is he that upset, or is he just grinning and bearing it for Lonnie? I could see him grinning and bearing it if they give him something to do. Because thing is, I could definitely see him because. Eli seems like the kind of person he can be pissed, but he's not going to be disrespectful. Yeah. So I could see him going to get um, Olivia because Lonnie wants him to, but him still giving her a piece of her giving her a piece of his mind once he gets in the car or once he gets into the house. Now I'm pretty sure Abe wouldn't hold his tongue either. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to get any more scenes. Is this it for Olivia and Marla Gibbs? We don't know. Yeah. The thing is, I feel like I still feel like it should it should be Lonnie because this it part should be it it genuinely should be, but I genuinely don't think Lonnie would would say anything. I don't think mm-hmm. Lonnie's going to like. She'll say something to Paulina. I don't think she's gonna say anything to um to Olivia. Because because like Olivia <laughs> is technically her elder, you have to respect your elders, kind of a thing. So I well, think so is Paulina. Well, I mean, true, but. I feel like what we're gonna what we're seeing is mostly like 99% towards Paulina, 1% towards Tamara because we're getting that spoiler next week or scene next week, and then nothing for Olivia. That's kind of why I was shocked when um she was like, Yeah, well, I'm going over to Lonnie's place for Thanksgiving. I was like, What? Are isn't Lonnie mad? Okay. Maybe, like I said, maybe she was petty over dinner or something. And that's kind of why I was annoyed that it didn't air. I was like, maybe tomorrow it's going to air. But it, they weren't on this week. So they, I feel like they missed a mark there. Yeah, they, they kind of did. They should have aired an aftermath because we definitely should have seen Lonnie this week. Yeah. 
We, I agree. Like, m- Monday or even Tuesday. Tuesday would have been great because, like, while um, Paulina and Olivia were talking, um, if we could have seen Eli and Lonnie talking about Thanksgiving and whether or not they wanted to bring um, Olivia to Thanksgiving and really get to see the dynamic. I feel like they focused on the aftermath for Chanel, Paulina, and um, Olivia. And next week, it's going to be the aftermath more so for Lonnie. Yeah. Abe on next week? Abe wasn't on this week either, right? No, he wasn't. I think Abe and and Lonnie have a conversation this coming week. So I think... Yeah, I think the, the focus is going to kind of switch back, but um, I'm kind yeah, of wondering we, where how they're going to continue, like go forward from this. But uh, yeah, I still think I still think Lonnie should be mad at everyone. I get why she's the most upset right now with Paulina because she did like come into their lives recently and lied for months. But yeah, we should see more of her being upset with um, Tamara as well. But I think we should move into the Chanel Paulina part of this. Uh, when Chanel gets home, she sees Paulina, and though the conversation starts out like her nightmare, it has a much sweeter ending. They talk honestly and openly, and though Chanel needs some time to process, they are definitely in a better place. I really loved these scenes, and I love how they were actually able to talk openly and honestly for like the first time ever, and there wasn't any like fighting or judgments. They were just able to own how they felt and what made them feel that way and they were each able to hear it having chanel telling the truth has lifted a huge weight off of paulina's shoulders and i think kind of she said something you did you did what i couldn't yeah and she was almost relieved yeah that the secret was out there because i I think the weight of it was killing her um but I, i do go ahead like i i did expect that them to have some tension um same i i feel i don't know i'm I, my feelings are kind of mixed about it being wrapped to really soon but i also think like i said before the focus is going to be tension between lonnie and paulina because that's what they've been playing up this yeah i would say this entire year at least starting from like before the, the whole price down thing was revealed. From the, interest, from the first time Paulina left town, that's when they started playing up the tension between her and Lonnie. Yeah. It's an interesting role reversal, though, because think about it. We had all this tension between Mar- uh, between Paulina and um, Chanel prior to the reveal, which facilitated the reveal. And then Paulina and Lonnie were so close. And now we're kind of flipping the script a little bit. We've got Chanel and Paulina coming closer as... Paulina and Lonnie are being split apart. So it's a, it's an interesting dynamic on that side, but I also like that Chanel is like, this is still a lot for me to process. Like you did still lie and I'm not mad at you because I get why you lied, but I still need my space and it's still very awkward kind of. So I kind of like that. I, I, yeah, I, get I did they, like the fact that she didn't, they didn't just completely squash it. Yeah. I get why they're at this place right now. Like it, it works better this way, in my opinion. I was just expecting something different, but I feel like, yeah, I, I thought those scenes were really good. Dylan, what do you think? I'm, 
I did like him. I do think it was kind of interesting though, because this would have been the one time where Chanel's kind of being irresponsible and Paulina pointing it out wouldn't have been remiss. Because it is it it is a choice. It is a choice to jet off to a whole ass other country in the middle of the holiday rush and leave your brand new partner of your brand new business to handle all of that. That is yeah, that, that is a choice. That is a choice. You figure we'd have gotten someone's reaction to that, but we didn't even get Allie's. Right? <laughs> yeah. I think that was literally a plot point, literally just to get John and Steve what, in the same airspace. What if, wait, because they were they in the man? No, I'm trying to think here because we saw in the promo, isn't Allie, isn't uh, Chanel and Johnny about to tell Allie something? Yeah, they have yeah, some, what- some big news. And so it must be when they come back from Italy, they have news. Maybe they got married in Italy. I don't know. Hmm. That's the only thing I could think. Because at this point, because it... having Paulina at the Demera Mansion along with EJ and they have news, the only Seems thing weird. that makes sense is that they got married. But would they get married? Uh, would she get married again to someone after she got married? <laughs> Would she get married again after she got married to Xander after meeting him for two seconds? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, especially, especially since she now knows that Johnny has the money. Like he's literally like he's rich. She's he's rich. She likes him. He likes her. She's in pain. I mean, it makes um, sense. She's, Story, she's still reeling. Voice. She's still reeling from the fact that her mother was hiding a daughter all this time. I could see them like why not like they seem like they're dumb and yeah dumb enough to do it (laughs) i mean i would prefer this because they're young they're yeah they're young and dumb i could see them making this decision (laughs) yeah literally they could literally get it could literally be this the same circumstances as it was with xander only this time they're both drunk and this time she knows that she's got it you know this time she knows that she's actually marrying a rich guy not that she's scheming but kind of like a drunk marriage kind of a thing and then they just decide to stay married. Let's face neither one of them is giving off like I, I I'm methodical in my planning vibes. At all. No, they're, they're, <laughs> so, they're so it's like I can totally see them impulsively getting married yeah. and EJ having an absolute fit. Like the thing is like Paulina's gonna be so happy because she's marrying Rich and EJ is gonna be like, yeah. I don't support this. Yeah. I would love, I don't know if they're going to do this, but I would love if there's like a clause in Stefano's will that Johnny gets his inheritance early if he gets married. So that, I I would would love that, but I don't, I don't know if they're going to do that. Um, they may have already done that. I feel like that might actually be a thing, but I'm not sure. With who? I feel like they may have mentioned it not sure it feels familiar when you said it it felt familiar like they may have mentioned it in stefano's will that like his great his great like his heirs get it early if they get married i'm not sure though yeah like maybe that wasn't even their plan but it happened so they would so johnny would rather use it to his advantage so he doesn't johnny have to may be not under- know about it like yeah like he doesn't so he doesn't have to be under ej's thumb because right now that's where he is 
and EJ has been giving him hell about the movie, but even though he's in it now, it would it would be great angst for EJ and Johnny if Johnny gets to stand on his own. Oh my God, could you imagine Sammy coming home? First, when she comes home, she's going to find Nicole in EJ's bed. Then she's going to find out her baby boy got married. <laughs> yep. The thing is, getting married on a whim is something Sammy would have done. Getting married on a whim is something is something Sammy has done, yeah. right? <laughs> so I wouldn't, like, if, if, if Johnny's inheritance plays into this, I would love it. Like, them getting married and be like be, be being with, married when and they without come a home. prenup oh <laughs> so EJ would lose his, his mind. mind even even though Chanel does come from money he would still be pissed for Johnny being so reckless oh for sure and then Allie has gonna have to confront her feelings because she's going to be like she's not going to be happy that Chanel is her new sister-in-law no she's not <laughs> Like, this is about to get so messy. You wanted this, Ariet? I think you're about to get it. Hallelujah. <laughs> like, that's the only thing I could think is Johnny and Chanel are engaged or they got married in Italy. I think, no, they straight up got I think they straight up got married in Italy. Like, they're going to come back with rings on their fingers because if they come back engaged, that's kind of not as messy. Yeah, yeah, that's not as messy. I could see Paulina being like, not again. Like, she just did this six <laughs> months ago. <laughs> no i don't know if she would she could kind of see what where chanel would be coming from though with everything being all messed up in oh, their lives I, I don't see her thinking that chanel eloping is a good idea i don't think she will think it's a good idea either but, but, Ch like, but chanel is much like her mother they rush into things Right. But I don't. I don't think she'll like the fact that Chanel is married. But I think she'll like Chanel's husband a hell of a lot better this time than she did for her. <laughs> for real, yeah, because she already think, she actually already likes Johnny. Remember, I do think um, Paulina. What I was about to say, like I think she will understand where Chanel is coming from because she has a lot of her on her plate right now, and her feelings are like all mixed up. So yeah, that's kind of where I can see Paulina understanding, but. You guys got to be quiet. It's gonna be very interesting. I'm excited to see where this goes. I hope we're right. I mean, I literally can't think of what else but, it could be, but I hope we're right. I'm still getting the feeling that they moved in together, but if they, if it's, but if again, the conversation is right, yeah, it's not so. I mean, it's, it's not as messy. No. But why do you need to? Why do you need to summon both parents to one place to announce we're moving I'm, in together? We're moving in together. Mm -hmm. You can they're literally like just, they're they're grown adults. There's no reason. They're grown adults. There's no reason for them to Listen, summon EJ if, and Paulina to the if same this place. Was me, to announce that they're moving in together. Or if this was me, or or maybe James E. Riley, he would have Trip and Allie, um, Chanel and Johnny move in together in loft and like do you can even go messier with this quad but i'm i'm here for this i'm curious to see if, if it is i there. want i want chanel in the mansion i want chanel living it up in that mansion i oh. wanted chanel living it up in that mansion forever i've i've actually wanted for the longest time to see like paulina in a story with the maras that would be interesting so i'm glad to see them interacting which if Come we on. get this we have, if no. we get this announced before um like if this actually comes to fruition before um, Peacock, the movie drops, we were just talking about why 
are Paulina and, Ch and Chanel in this movie? Well, if Chanel and, and Johnny are married. Yeah. yeah I could that. Oh wow! Wait a minute. If <laughs> do you think? Wait, if Chanel and Johnny get married off screen in Italy, do you think Will would be at the wedding? Where is he? He's in Arizona. He's in Arizona. But if they end up, if they decide we're getting married, we need a witness. And so, who can who can who can we get here really really quickly that won't could, try to that won't try to stop us? It would be Will and Sunny because he would literally just hop on the Karaoke jet and go to Italy. Ooh. that's that's a tie-in okay so that because we don't know exactly <laughs> i love when that part of i love how we have an entire storyline played out <laughs> <laughs> we're like yeah they get married well and sunny watch us watch us be watch us be pissed when this is <laughs> right isn't ari with them though I mean, yeah, oh. they, they could bring Ari on the trip. It's a holiday trip, like. <laughs> yeah, but like, but that would explain why they're in the movie. Because if if Johnny sense. has a new bride and mother-in-law, and Will was there to see the wedding, <laughs> it makes a little bit more sense. I really want them to get married, though. Like, I hope we're right about this. I do too. Yeah, I wasn't sold on it when we first, like, when it was first mentioned. Now I'm all for it. Like when we actually run through the mess. Yeah. But I'm it kind of also proves, proves what I've been, or maybe not proves, but kind of ties back to what I was talking about. Like they're speeding right now, they're kind of speeding through if they get married. Um, like they're not playing that emotional beast with Johnny and Chanel. But Johnny and Chanel are the type of characters who would impulsively get married. So yeah, for that's them, the thing. If they were them, different it's not characters, yeah, it's not they're not missed beats. It's in character for who these people are. Yeah, I would say especially especially Chanel. I would say it's more in character for who they are with each other. Yeah, I think this is who Chanel is. I think she's it's, very flaky. I think she does things on a whim quite often, like when she randomly kissed Theo. In the, but she <laughs> But when she when she's when her life is in disarray, she does shit at mm -hmm. random. That's true. And then too, like I honestly feel like they both have the type of personality where they're like, oh well, if it doesn't work, we'll just divorce. Yep. Yeah. Like no biggie. Especially given, like, listen, she knows she knows she can get divorced fast. She's already done it. Number one. <laughs> Number two, Johnny has watched her mother, his mother divorce how many different people? Five, I think, in, in his, total. Well, yes, she's married. She's married. Brandon. His divorces were before Johnny was born. Brandon. So just, she's see. married no, five she, times. Brandon. Well, he wasn't. Austin. He wasn't around for Brandon. So he wasn't around been. for Brandon. Austin, Lucas, and um, EJ. Yes. EJ, but yeah. John was and Rafe. Rafe. He would. Yeah, he would have only seen EJ and Rafe. Yeah. But she saw. She saw. You know. But anyway, Kate is his grandmother. Johnny's not gonna. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, and also, EJ, EJ's been divorced a few times too. Yeah. So honestly, like to them, marriage isn't a big deal. Isn't this big sacred emotional thing because yeah. they, you know, Johnny has seen both of his parents treat marriage like a drive-through. That's true. <laughs> True. Facts. 
So it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. But speaking of Johnny, Johnny goes to the pub to talk to Allie and runs into Steve, who has some questions about Marlena. After a very weird convo he and Kayla had with her, Johnny tells him about seeing Marlena at the crypt on Halloween night. This makes Steve suspicious, and he hightails it to the crypt. So what did we think about Mardevil with Steve and Kayla, first of all? Oh, man, Mardevil <laughs> really messed themselves up, yo. <laughs> they, play, they played that all wrong. All the way wrong. Because literally, Steve and Kayla were literally just different versions of what the fuck the entire episode. Right? And then when she, when she left, she's like, did you buy any of that? Not a single word. <laughs> They had, they had that whole, like, you know, when people have been together for a while and they can communicate with just a look. Yep. Because they looked at each other like, are you buying this shit? Not at <laughs> all. <laughs> and, and like, you couldn't blame them because like you could see, you could literally see Kayla wanting to be like, so you're willing to just sit at home while your husband is in potential danger, who are you and what have you done with Marlena Evans? Exactly. And the way that and Marlena Evans does not guzzle tea like that. <laughs> Which was hilarious. Everything was wrong. The, the, Everything the, the, was wrong. Did you guys like, notice how, um, like, when she was talking about the non-wedding between uh, Abe and Paulina, she was happy about it. <laughs> she, she was, was literally happy. doing everything not to happy dance. Like I said, I kept waiting for the devil went down to Georgia to play for to start tap dancing. <laughs> I just... Hey, that up, honey. And I, it was a nice touch that, like, piping hot tea was literally had no effect on her. She literally just downed it like she was downing a beer. That was funny. <laughs> And like she was so like peppy and happy, like that was the peppiest happy Thanksgiving I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Which is so not Marlena, right? <laughs> like I, Mardevil was off their game, honey. Mar yeah, Mardevil's getting to the point where they just don't care. Yeah, she's she's having too much fun. Yeah, she's like reveling in all the chaos and. and and craziness and like she's not caring about covering her ass because yeah. she's doing a very terrible job at covering her ass terrible like horrendous <laughs> they they were not fooled at all because yeah, they were already suspicious because of the way like marlena's been with doug and the way that john just kind of fell off the face of the earth so then and then when Steve saw Johnny and it was solidified when Johnny's like she was paying her respects to my grandfather. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah was... absolutely the fuck not. His whole face was like, What grandfather? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not talking about Stephano Demira. <laughs> and I, the thing is, I really like the fact that Johnny wouldn't know about that dynamic. He wouldn't know about the history because I doubt they told him. Yeah, no. and by so the, much those kids obviously don't know. Don't know. No, at all. And honestly, by that point, the John and the Stefano Marlena stuff had been long since buried. And John and Marlena were not, I mean, John wasn't even in town for a good no. part of the time that Johnny was growing up in Salem. Yeah. He was go he was coming and going a lot. I noticed that. Yeah, and that I mean that was more so because of Drake's injury and stuff, but 
you know, so a lot of the Stefano Marlena stuff, I don't think he really knew about it until he started delving into the history for the movie. And even then, I don't know how much of that history they really touched on because the fact that Stefano made Marlena the queen of the night, which is what directly led to the devil possession, hasn't even been touched on. Right. He asked Steve to get his calculator because the math was not mathing. At all, at all. He's like, yeah, no, this makes no sense. And then when he's like, when Johnny said um, she would not let me go into the crypt, that's when like the light bulb went on. I do like that he was trying to play it off though. Excuse me, for um, Johnny's sake, he didn't want to worry him. Yeah. Yeah. But John, but Johnny is Sammy's kid and he's like, okay, yeah, no, this is weird. You're asking me all these questions. What is happening right now? Like Johnny was not letting it go. He did eventually, but he his guard was up. He's like, yeah, no, this is weird. How do we feel that they kind of shipped Johnny off and out of town for this part of the story? I was confused as to why they were leaving too. It yeah. just felt it felt like a weird choice. But if they are getting married, it makes sense. But <laughs> we would have they could have gotten there a better way. It because it, it feels like one or both of them needed a break for something, so they just wrote them off because they needed to. But I don't like. Like there was something. When was this filmed? Uh, Let me check. Because didn't he get married this summer? He did. I. uh, He got married. This would have been filmed in June. Because Lamone and Sal, I remember when they posted the wedding, uh, wedding picture, not pictures, the video, and Sal posted her outfit. That was in June. So maybe at the end of June, beginning of July. Let's see. This was. Let's see. We are. We just finished up. End the, of June. Yeah, end of June, early July. Okay, so maybe maybe a few weeks because he got married July twenty third. I was thinking maybe he was on his honeymoon. They had to write him out. No, he went on his honeymoon during one of days. It's I think during the the uh, two week dark week that came up not long after they filmed all this. Okay, so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no, because it, it, it felt like maybe they got close to their guarantees for something and they just needed to like give them a rest. So they just sent them off for a few episodes. But this feels like felt like very bad timing. Yeah, it felt weird and random. Like it makes sense for someone like Chanel, who we know is flaky, but it doesn't make sense for Johnny to just run off. Character wise, I think it makes sense, but not for the story, I would say. I would say because like they're both of them are impulsive. So it makes sense where the character should be like, oh yeah, we're we're going to Italy, but in the middle of this huge storyline with the film and all that, it, yeah, the film and the possession kind of feel felt random. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like maybe there was a behind the scenes reason that it needed to happen and they just kind of did it or t- they did it to facilitate the next part of their story, but definitely felt like an odd choice but heading back over to the drama in the crypt uh in the crypt the devil tries to seduce john he plays along to go free but when he tries to make a run for it the devil knocks him out since seduction did not work the devil's new plan is to have susan kill john the devil threatens ej's life to get her to comply and leaves expecting to see a dead body when they return i'm just glad Mar Devil knocked John out because I didn't see him sticking around to talk to her. Like it was, it was getting to the point where I was getting irritated that either he wasn't running for the hills or she wasn't doing anything to him. Didn't he I'm knock not- Kristen or Chris? 
He bit her, and then once he, he bit, bit her, her, that's when she, she, she threw him she across was, the room. Yeah, she was like, "Fuck this!" Threw him across the room and knocked him out. That aired this week, right? That yes. was Monday. Okay, because uh, listen, I forgot it, and also not forgot it per se, but I was like, "Which week did it air?" I've had my limit. Like I've had it up to here with the whole Kristen trying to Chris Debel trying to seduce John. It was well. That was the end of it. Yeah, I I was like, ah, I've had enough. I feel like I'm gonna be honest. I I I don't know what the point was really because it felt like it was you, a historical callback to the original I, story. I get that, but like I felt it still felt like it, at the end of the day, it was pointless. Because okay, for two flashbacks, three flashbacks tops, but the way like, you play the thing is it. Like what's the, what was the long term yeah. effects of it? Like we know we all knew John wasn't going to do anything with her. Mm, well, we would sense there were a few that lacked that sense. True, but most of the audience wouldn't know John well enough to know that he's not going to do that. So, what exactly was the like what long term? What was the point of it? Like, is something else going to happen? Is he going to have a brain aneurysm again? Like, what's because she threw him yeah. into the wall? Like, what's wrong? What's going to happen? Just, just as a, for my own personal comfort, given everything that happened with Dracovistan, I know it was a stunt double. Like, I get that. So you don't, nobody has to at me to tell me. I know. But I never need to see John's character thrown against the wall ever again because it just makes me all kinds of uncomfortable. I just, the whole thing made me feel like a bit uncomfortable. I, I get the point of it, it like tying back to the, like the original possession and history and all that i feel like it was mainly because it's eileen's Kristen, and to me the scenes didn't do much like for me personally i was like okay are we done yet that's kind of how i felt by the end of the episode because i i don't know i just feel like the also i feel like the devil is jumping in and out of people like from Marlena to Susan and now like she Susan is transformed into Chris Devil like I feel like it's too much of that and that's kind of where I feel like the possession is starting to lose momentum oh I completely disagree because I feel like it's too much back and forth like that and I get the point of it but I also feel like yeah I'm glad we're done with that at least where it comes to the crypt part well she couldn't because i thought i thought it was a weird choice to not to not have marlena transform into christian but then somebody else pointed this out to me and they were right if marlena had been the one in that room the devil never would have been able to do anything to john because marlena would have fought every step of the way marlena had to be removed from the situation in a separate location in order for the devil to try to make any kind of headway with john because the entire point of this was, was to, to the sever time. their connection yeah so if if she had stayed in marlena and transformed herself into Kristen from marlena it never would have gotten anywhere because marlena would have fought it i but i still feel like it was too much back and forth like and it like nick said it doesn't really serve a long-term purpose so it's play this story is playing it's enjoyable in general, but it's playing very campy. And these scenes gave me that feeling. Dylan, what'd you think? 
I think for me, I didn't mind them, but like I've I've always been a little bit conflicted because it's 2021 and there's been a lot of history and water under the John Kristen Bridge. And the idea that he could look at her image and see anything other than the woman that has basically terrorized his family for the last couple of decades. Yeah. It, I, I, I don't, I just, I don't get that. I, I didn't get it. It just didn't make sense to me how the devil would have thought there was this, pardon the expression, but a snowball's chance in hell of that plan <laughs> working. Yeah, because which is what I like to me, it would have made more sense to be someone like Isabella, someone that he has like fond memories of. Yeah, or Reese. I don't, or- I don't think that would have worked only because the devil transitioned into Isabella the last, like during the original possession. And I, so, I don't think that that would have had the desired effect. Um, I do, but I did. Would Kristen though? Like this? No, true. But I do. So, wonder, like I, do, I get that they wanted Eileen. I I understand them wanting Eileen back, especially like you know, like I've said, it opens the door for flashbacks and Kristen and her. Kristen really did play a huge part in the possession. I just don't think using her in this way made any sense. Yeah. No, it, that kind of in that respect, it kind of didn't. That kind of just it didn't really help the story. That was kind of my issue last week. They used her more with John, and I get it, but like they use her more with John rather than her and Marlena because they had a rivalry and they bypassed that. Like they completely lost over it almost. I I justified it to myself the fact that when the devil was able to tempt John the last time, and I think I said this last week. Um, he, he got very close when he was Kristen. Like the collar was off and on the ground, and he very came very close to breaking his priestly vows when she transformed herself into Kristen during the original possession. Right, but Kristen was a completely different person. Person back then. Right. So, no, also- I'm just saying. I, I understand the the devil's thought process there. Completely ignoring everything that's happened. It's also kind of jarring. Present. I think. I don't think she aired this week, but like having Eileen's Kristen and Stacy's Kristen on the same episode, it's kind of jarring to me. Cause yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm just glad. I'm I'm just glad this is over with. Cause I I don't think they've used her right right way. And like I said, it felt like it was too much back and forth with. Kristen, Susan, and Marlena. Well, now we can talk about all of the uh, stuff that actually happened in the crypt once Steve got there. Uh, by the time Steve has gotten to the crypt and found John, he found John and a bloody Susan who has stabbed herself to avoid killing John, but also to meet the devil's dead body demand. Steve takes Susan out of the crypt and crashes the Demera Thanksgiving, leaving EJ, Tony, and Anna stunned. And then EJ goes off to the hospital with his mom. And they have some really, really sweet scenes. What are Poor we all Tony. Like, all this man wants to do is be rich and be unbothered. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to mind his business. Honestly. <laughs> like, 
like EJ was literally teasing him about like, are you cool with me attempting to seduce your wife on film? And they're like having a fun family banter during Thanksgiving. And then in comes Steve with a very near death Susan. I did not see Susan stabbing herself coming. Right? No, I didn't see that either. But I don't, I didn't see her. I didn't see her stabbing John at all. Like, I'm thinking like maybe I thought initially there was a cat or something that she killed. (laughs) That's what I thought too, because like when, because it ended Friday with Steve coming in and we just see her covered in blood, but we didn't know where the blood came from. Yeah. So when it picked up, um, might've ended Monday that way rather. So when it picked up or Tuesday, whichever day it was, and then we actually see that she stabbed herself. It's so Susan for her to be to want to sacrifice herself to save john and marlena like that is so in character for susan and then to see ej with his mother can we just talk about that for five seconds because like i was not expecting it took two decades but it's nice it was nice to see (laughs) i wasn't expecting to be affected by those scenes and i was weeping i loved those he was uh just, can we just keep Susan in the mansion and see her every once in a while? I would no. be okay with that. Yes. I said every once in a while, no. but no, but only yes. as a only as a mom and a grandma. We don't need to see her doing anything else. Like just, think, just her, like Susan, like the whole when she's doing her bit, a little goes a long way, and they tend to overdo it. But yeah. when they strip her down and to being a person, yeah, and and that's what they did. Like, like the, the scenes in the hospital were, yeah, oh. They, oh, they were so good. This was a week for me. Uh, I haven't been feeling this story per se, or this part of the story per se, but this was a week where I wasn't feeling Susan at all. Like, I was like, something is really <laughs> off for me. How did you not feel anything in those Susan EJ scenes? I don't The Susan EJ scenes, in general, they were fine. I didn't mind the scenes, but I feel like the writing for Susan is not clicking. And that was, for me, that was the most Susan in terms of the Susan that I'm seeing in my classic days binge. I'm trying to think about, like, wasn't she more timid and, like, she was exactly how she was in the hospital scenes with EJ back in what I've been watching in my classic days viewing. She isn't as over the top and campy as she gets with her visions and stuff that's like not, that. That's, that's, that's the disconnect and that I understand. But that was completely stripped away in those scenes with EJ. Yeah, those scenes were fine. I ju- I'm just like, when it comes to Susan herself, um, I don't like the way other characters have been talking down to her and like acting like she's beneath them. But I feel like the, the writing for the character, it, it's not clicking. And I, I hate to say this, but I kind of feel like, I, I feel like Stacy is taking up a notch with um, Susan because there was one moment in this, I think it was in this episode. I don't know if it was with EJ or someone else, but that was when I was like, yeah, yeah, she's not Kristen. Uh, she's not Susan for me. That's something. And I love Stacy as Susan, but I don't know if it was the writing or 
the acting, but it didn't click. So it's left me feeling like, yeah, I've had enough of Susan right now. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. <laughs> me either. Like, like prior to the scenes with EJ, I could 100% see where you're coming from, even if I didn't agree. But those yeah. scenes with EJ were exactly the kind of thing I think Dylan was talking about last week, like the softer side of Susan that we've been missing because- it's Something I've been waiting for because I've never seen it. Like I've never seen her be a mom or a grandmother. That's why I want which, Johnny in those scenes so bad. When she said, you're my baby boy and touched his face, I just, oh my God. And, and then the like, other thing that I appreciated was the way that he spoke to her. Because yeah. even when he thought she was off her rocker, he, unlike pretty much everybody else in their interactions with her, he wasn't impatient. He wasn't belittling. He wasn't like rolling his eyes or whatever. He was just like, oh, no, mother, I think you must be mistaken. He was yeah. just very gentle. He was very, very patient soft. with her. Yeah. And it, it, it was very reminiscent of how people used to deal with Susan back yes. in the 90s. And it's it's another thing too like I love like EJ's first instinct was of course to blame Steve which was hilarious <laughs> what did you do to her he was gonna whoop his ass <laughs> and then, then the moment he realized that she sacrificed herself to save him like the way that Dan played that scene like his whole face like everything in him just kind of melted because yeah. I don't think he realized how much his mother truly loved him until that moment and thing is those scenes did a lot to to humanize susan because she's she, she's been very yeah she's been very cartoonish but they also humanize and soften ej yeah. which is a side of a side of ej we have not seen since dan uh, appeared in the role we've seen glimmers of it with nicole but he always shuts it right back down yeah yeah so that's the that's the reason I want Susan around, but in a minor capacity, but to interact with EJ and to interact with Johnny. I don't need her doing hijinks and stuff like that, but having her in the Demera mansion where she's around her family would be something I would like to see more of because I've never actually seen it. Like give her, bring home Sydney, let her find over her too. Like it would be fun to see. Like I was not expecting to, and I, ha I have to give shout out to both. And I, I shouted them out on Twitter, but I'm going to shout them out here too. Props to Stacy and to Dan, because they were able to differentiate between Kristen and EJ and Susan and EJ. Yes. Yeah. Like it was a totally different dynamic and it, was, it worked so well. They and not so every actor can do that. Yeah, and the thing is, strictly based on those scenes, I forgot that Susan, that Stacy also plays Kristen. Like, it felt like night and day, because we know his dynamic with, with Kristen very well. These scenes were just so, they were warm. They were, it, it, it left you wanting more. And I don't yeah. always get that with Susan, but I really, really want to see more of her as a mom, a doting mom and a, a, a grandmother who smothers her grandchildren. I would love to see that. And I would love to see EJ getting spoiled by a parent because we've never gotten to see that. Lord knows EJ... we didn't see that with Stefano. Exactly. <laughs> EJ always had to compete for Stefano's love. You know, he never felt like he just had it just for existing. Yeah. 
and here you have Susan who was willing to sacrifice her life for her child. Stefano would have looked at Mark Devlin like, um, he'll be I. Honestly. <laughs> He'll I mean, figure I'll, it out. I'll get Rolf to bring him back when I feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was the first moment. Um, the the EJ Susan stuff was the first moment that got me attacked by the feels this week, and I'll, we'll discuss the next moment um, in a little bit. But coming up next, after the devil leaves the crypt, they head home where they run into Paulina, who, after her conversation with Olivia realizes Marlena told Chanel her secret and she is not pleased. Paulina said she filed a complaint with the board. Mardevil is annoyed and flashes the devil eyes and voice to get her to leave. Paulina is terrified and leaves. She calls the cops but has no idea what to say. <laughs> hilarious. I was dying. I didn't expect her to Who are you calling a bitch? Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I, the way I, you didn't have to tell Paulina twice to get out of Dodge. She was like, what are you? <laughs> she was like, go. <laughs> okay. Like, Bye. Now, as far as the lawsuit, I do hope it goes yes. through. Yeah, me too. Because I, I want it to cause some a lot of drama. And I want it to have that weight when Marlene is no longer possessed about and how she, much trouble she caused. Yeah. And yeah. I've been saying that that's where the first story fell short for me because literally when the first possession was over, they channeled all of Marlene's guilt and everything into taking care of an amnesiac Stefano. Like she moved that man into her house and took care of him and became friends with him. And it was borderline creepy. You. And they just- I haven't even went, finished. Like I'm not even- I'm not even that far in the original possession. Ew. <laughs> Why yeah, would they because, do that? I don't even yeah, remember because, that. Because literally, um, when she was possessed the first time, she flung Stefano off of the balcony in her bedroom and he fell all the way. I think he fell all the way down to the ground. And he miraculously survived, but he was paralyzed and also had amnesia. That's that's such a weird writing choice having her taking care of him when he yeah. was basically the reason why she got possessed that's in the first it. place yeah it was it, it 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 was a whole choice and it went on for months and it was just not it was not it and that was kind of where the story kind of fell short for me is because that was the only part of her guilt that they really mentioned or paid attention to so for this time around i want them to play all of the beats of all of the chaos that she drained. Yeah. And Paulina, like, while it may not be as emotional, her following a lawsuit and uh, Marlena possibly losing her license, it would, it could be the precursor to her understanding, oh my God, I've raised a lot of hell. I destroyed Abe's life. I brought back my granddaughter's rapist from the dead. Like, it's a lot for them to play into. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know how she's going to be able to get her license back because I don't know that the devil made me do it is going to work. No. Well, did she um, betray anybody's confidence in the first one? No. She, was, uh, she wasn't seeing patients then. She was the patient herself. She was in the hospital for most of it. I wonder if they're going to have her retire. Uh, or be then a retire. Or she, or she, or she could be a non... She, she could be a non... 
you like, still there's will a, there's a version of i don't know how to explain this but there's like something before she's a psychiatrist or psychologist psychiatrist there's like something before that where you don't actually have to have a medical license to offer advice i'm not sure what it is i think she she might be able to just offer advice she just won't be able to prescribe marlena the life coach would send me i would i would be (laughs) (laughs) i would be okay with that like if if she loses her license because of this they could still have her because people go to her for advice anyway like you could do something marlena fix my life (laughs) (laughs) y'all know elon you ain't got now certification (laughs) true like you don't have to have an actual medical license to offer advice to people and marlena's been through a lot outside of being possessed by the devil she's been through a lot so she can offer people advice they could even do it like um they could even modernize it give her a podcast where oh she interviews, where she which interviews, which would play into her history because she did have a she did have a radio show. Yeah, yeah. you give her a podcast, um, you, where she interviews citizens in Salem that are having problems, and you can go, do it from there. Oh, like they could literally resurrect it, resurrect inside Salem, have it be a podcast that she does on the show, and then release it. Yeah, they could release it to the viewers. I mean, like there's ways to do stuff like that. And I think if she's losing her license, you can still have her in that role. Because, like, we don't really need to see the hospital, right? At this point, the only person that's there is Kayla. (laughs) It's not necessary. Like I said, it's not necessary. (laughs) And besides, this switch up that is said between Marlena's office and Kayla's office. Honestly. It's the same stuff. They just switch up stuff. Yeah. I would 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 love love to see that. Like, just think is think of one life to live and how much story they got out of Dorian not having a medical license, or even I mean, going on to General Hospital. Like, look at like look at all the story Alexis got granted. She went off the wagon, but Alexis isn't a lawyer anymore, and she's finding a whole like she's finding a whole new career path. So it would be interesting. Marlena with a podcast. Like, oh, it'd be amazing. <laughs> I'm here for it. Do it. But yeah, I definitely need them to play into the after effects of the story. But it, this, like, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I found it funny that Paulina was thinking, like, she was about to call the police and she was like, what am I supposed to say? Right? <laughs> no, she literally did call them. She was on the phone with them. She, she was, was on like, the phone like, with them. She was yeah. like, I'd like to report. But yeah, then she was like, I, like I don't even know what I saw. <laughs> so basically, she didn't report it. What? What is she supposed to say? Like, yeah, I saw someone possessed. Like, I saw somebody with yellow eyes and a demonic voice, like, send help. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are they, they going to do? They're probably, probably going to think it's a prank. They're probably going to think she got drunk off of Thanksgiving festivities <laughs> and just not even paying attention to it. Now, the thing is, but what she still can do is file um, a complaint with the um, medical board, which apparently. The medical board. She said she already did, so it's going to be interesting. I hope that sticks. Me too. Same. Don't drop it. It's a lot of, you can do a lot with it, Ron. Don't drop it. Yeah, and you can play up to both both of these families with it. Yeah. Like, give us the aftermath of this. I'm curious to see how it all plays out. Me too. But moving on to uh, some Thanksgiving festivities in Salem. 
Julie is sad and lonely without Doug on Thanksgiving. She wants to see him and she can. Now that the judge has reinstated her medical power of attorney, Sean takes her to see Doug and Belle stays behind to keep an eye on dinner. Kayla comes by to talk to Julie about Marlena. She and Belle talk about how worried they are about her. I really loved these scenes. I loved, first of all, I loved how sad that Julie was and then how like, once she found out that she could see Doug, how excited she got, and like it was like a light switch turned on. It was so cute. Yeah, I really enjoyed these scenes. Um, I didn't expect the um Belle filing her lawsuit against Marlene to be that quick, but it was I guess it worked for the story. Um Yeah. Well they I said would... they found a sympathetic judge who didn't want to make them wait any longer. Yeah. Um I really did like the scenes that I really did like the scenes of Julie Julie's reaction when Doug came home um yeah which we'll talk about that in one second what do we think about the Belle Kayla conversation I think it just shows how the devil has just like completely stopped even making an attempt yeah to cover their tracks because they were like yo Kayla was like yo your mom and Belle was like yo I know because because bell was because kayla was like i don't want to be like rude but something's weird with your mom and bell was like yeah i know something's been weird with her for a while now you could also see that bell was worried and she's trying like she's trying to figure out if it's like medical or like what's happening yeah because they know that something's not right but they're not like at this moment they're not 100 percent sure what it is but they're definitely worried and i love how much of a part Bella's playing here. I love that Bella's the one who can tell that something's up. Like with with John out of commission, Bella's the one that I wanted to be the one figuring this out and going, okay, what the hell is wrong with this woman? This is not my mother. Yeah. I think it's it's nice that it's not just Belle. They've had Johnny questioning her motives. Like they're having people know something is off with Marlena because everyone knows Marlena so well Steve and Kayla like it's weird and people are reacting I'm so happy I was worried that people were going to be played as idiots like they were in the first story but now oh they were uh yeah people people were they were chalking it up to Marlena just being sick and it's fine and people were just massively stupid for the longest time but at least everybody's being played much smarter this time around, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. And then now we move into the moment that literally broke me down. I think Dylan and I were both ugly crying when we watched this. Once Julie saw Doug, she decided to take him home. He's so out of it from the drugs Marlena prescribed that he barely recognizes her, even when she sings always to him. Oh, I was ugly crying. Like I was, I was, uh, I was not. First of all, I don't appreciate the fact that not one of y'all warned me. These things were coming. I didn't I know if you watched it or not. I was like, la 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 la. la. Oh, oh no, oh. <laughs> what I noticed about the scenes because they had her start singing. They've all they have her start singing like. That's not something abnormal. Like Julie can randomly sing or Doug can randomly sing sometimes and they don't hold it for that long. They had this continue until it made you emotional. 
like it was deliberate they was like we're gonna poke their cold dead hearts like <laughs> they were they were determined to make people emotional with this and i because it could have it could have bordered on like doing too much but it was just enough and having that, okay that, that was worked. also tom and alice's song so having him sit in tom's chair yeah oh, oh. See, oh. I, if i would have been i probably would have been crying too if i would have known that information beforehand i just oh just it hit and she never sings that to him he always sings yes, that to her that's his yeah. song to her Oh, so I was yeah, those, those like, scenes were really good. And then too, like it felt like you were watching Bill and Susan. Yeah. And just like my heart was not ready. I was I was not prepared. That <laughs> needed to come with a Kleenex warning. <laughs> they took me down. Oh God! See I what, Papa alone. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens when you don't kill off your vets. Honestly. What's all I'm gonna say? Right? Hell, even YNR with John Abbott. Dylan and I were just discussing this last night in the group chat. Yes, they did the same thing with John that GH did with Alan, and we could have gotten at least two more decades, almost two more decades of story out of of both both of them. them. I'm gonna take that, I'm taking that grudge to my grave. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna die. It's just so short sighted. Like, people don't think about choices like that long term and i need days to quickly get it together because there was no reason for them to kill bill and laura either no especially laura that was that yeah, was bill, bill ain't bill ain't really shit but i would have liked to see him interact with his kids and grandkids <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there was really no reason to kill laura at all i can just hear michael screaming right now <laughs> there was no reason why like why no but yeah these bill and susan hayes scenes were really really touching and also i just kind of this is the this is the mode that i love julie, julie in. Her yes. taking a mile where bell thought she was giving her an inch that is like vintage julie but in this situation a hundred percent called for yes like even sean's face was like i mean it's julie i couldn't stop her like what would you have done <laughs> sean was like what, I, 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 what was i supposed to do <laughs> sean was like, she, took, she took one look at him and was like nope julie said you said i could make medical decisions i made a medical decision <laughs> they need hope home oh Thank for you. real they need hope home. yeah they really do hell and i'm still i'm still going to be on the soapbox resurrect david banning i don't care like just <laughs> bring doug and julie's kids home these were so good were oh, so, yeah. so so good like everything that we're about to start talking about is really um is really really good because what's coming up next too Belle tells Marlena that she no longer has power over Doug and the devil is not pleased. Marlena comes to the Horton house to take Doug away and Julie kicks her out. It's at this moment that Doug comes to and calls her the devil. And baby, when he slammed his fist on that table and stood up and started talking, I screamed. Someone made a meme of this, like when the promo aired, you know that, I don't know which housewife, it's that cat meme yeah the oh cat yeah meme. that was like someone made it of doug saying you are the devil 
And then there's, <laughs> and then there's Mar, Mar Devil standing there like, what? <laughs> and oh, these scenes were so good. The, the dining room looked really nice. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really close to the original dining room set back from the 70s. Because I think Matt on Twitter um, posted like a clip from the 70s and it's a little modernized but it's basically the same setup mm. i wish we could see it more often that's a nice that was a nice touch i did like a that. very very nice touch and like i love the fact that especially for the scenes that were to come <laughs> yeah which we'll talk about in one second um but i just want to say before we move on to the next thing that like doug being so out of it but then like Mar Devil getting in Julie's face being the thing that snapped him out of it, just like in the hospital when Mar Devil was getting close to Julie, like getting like that was the thing that snapped him out of it. He was able to like stand up and start fighting her. Like his love for Julie snapped him out of it and made him tell the truth. And I loved that. And kudos to 96 year old Bill Hayes, because mm-hmm. I mean, what yeah. other 96 year old is doing it like that we don't know they don't keep them on screen <laughs> exactly <laughs> but mar devil tries to play off doug's accusations but everyone is starting to put the pieces together sean even handcuffs her to bring her to the station it's at this moment the devil throws caution and sean to the wind and, re- <laughs> <laughs> and reveals their presence leading to an epic showdown between julie and the devil i just y'all want- Shout out to want, the stunt coordinator. Honestly. <laughs> I just want want to know what the hell was Sean was thinking, trying to hang up. Wow, that was the spirit of Bo Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Douglas, what do you think you're gonna accomplish handcuffing her? Because she's gonna about she's gonna blink and they're off. Like. But at this point, they didn't 100 percent know if what Doug was saying was the truth or if what Marlena was saying was the truth so (laughs) this was not exactly the way i would have tested this but hey listen it flew over the table like i said so funny i spent holy shit i did too when i was watching it live because i wow that coming like i like i've said sean has a habit of crashing through things but wow that was <laughs> I was not expecting. I was, and then they slow mo it too. Like, yeah, they slowed yeah. it down. Yeah, it's up there with the uh, crashing through the church window for me. A top yeah, shot this, this, yeah, poor Sean. I felt so bad for him in this moment. <laughs> but can we, can we please give it up for Susan Seaforth Hayes and Deidre Hall for proving yet again that Days is the house that they built? Because that fight scene. With Julie and the devil. Baby, Julie said, not today, Satan. And she mm-hmm. meant that. She meant exactly not today. Of that. <laughs> with, with her rosary in hand. Right? That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of where it played really camp for me. But this time around, I felt like it worked. Yeah, this it worked because what else would you do with the devil standing in your face? You're going to start praying. Like, yeah. just so... <laughs> But it was also Christ also, you. It also felt very emo- like it also played emotional for me because she was base Julie was basically speaking the foundation that is this show. This show has always been rooted in family and in love. And every word that Julie said was true. 
and the devil knew it because the devil was scared. Yeah. And like Julie, Julie has the life experience to speak that coming from any other character, it wouldn't have had that gravity. But it, it worked. Yeah. And knowing that Susan and Deidre are such close friends, like off off air, like it really played into it. Like they could literally go there with each other because they trust each other. They were and, so good. And then I like the so devil good. trying to, the devil was like, oh, come on, Kayla, you're not buying this. Kayla's like, uh, I am a Catholic. <laughs> well, y'all really think I'm terrified of a 96 year old man. Like the devil tried it, and then finally, at at one point, she was, she was like, "You know what? Fuck this! Yeah, I'm the devil. What exactly Honestly. are you gonna do about it?" Like, because the thing is, like, they were all putting the pieces together, and I loved watching them all like kind of accept it as the as the weird truth that it is. Yeah, it just it was it was so good on so many levels. It was so good. So, does anybody else have anything to say on this particular thing before we move on? I'm good. Okay. As all this chaos is happening at the Horton house, Tony and Anna free John from the crypt and he tells them Marlena is possessed again. Belle calls Anna looking for info on John and tells her where Marlena is. Anna and Tony try to take John to the hospital, but he gives them the slip and heads straight to the Horton house, but the devil has already left. And we see what the dining room looks like in her wake. I love John Black and his determination to get to Marlena. Both of his shoulders are broken. Who gives a crap? Where's my wife? <laughs> Can we just give it up for Anna? Anna mm-hmm. is the MVP. I was- and the damn, and the damn <laughs> sledgehammer. <laughs> I was- <laughs> I don't know where she got man. that from, but I swear. <laughs> Anna is my girl. I love her. <laughs> Possessed <laughs> as in and puts on with the devil. <laughs> I love Anna. Didn't she show up on an act? I think it was an act, right? But she was she was all set to to cut him down. She was like, like, I got you. (laughs) (laughs) And Tony's just kind of like, I love that it was Anna that cut John down and Tony's just kind of standing there. I told you, Tony, this whole time, Tony's whole face was, man, I should have went to the chateau. Tony's like, I will not be here for Christmas. Absolutely not. Hey, Johnny, can I join you on your trip? To- Honestly, <laughs> I told you. I, I, I could totally see him doing, doing that. <laughs> this man just wants to be rich and unbothered. And every time he comes home, it's a problem. Like, because they literally every holiday comes into chaos because Christmas and New Year's last year was a clusterfuck because of Gwen. And then Thanksgiving this year was a clusterfuck because of the devil. God only knows what Christmas is going to look like. <laughs> like it's it's going to be interesting. I'm 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 excited, and I just loved. I like that John is finally free. Poor Drake Hogeson having to like be tied up in the crypt for damn near a month, and to finally just be free and not have to hang around anymore. Yeah, like. <laughs> Hang around. <laughs> Literally. Unintended. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> but I love that he doesn't even care that both of his shoulders are broken. He just wants to find his wife. 
yeah. and fight for her. I, I love how his advice was too late. No, don't antagonize the devil. Oh, well, baby, that ship done sail. <laughs> yep. And, and he comes in and he went, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's and Sean's like, no, we're okay. We're fine. It's just she's gone. And then um, Sean is like, she went to focus on whatever like her central folk like her 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 main objective is and john was like oh bloody hell and then that segues into the last thing on our list ben and sierra celebrate thanksgiving by reminiscing about thanksgiving past and planning their future their holiday is interrupted when Mardevil shows up at their door as the cliffhanger friday now i know none of you probably watched or gave a good damn about the actual flashbacks that aired for the episode and that's okay I, as their fan, loved it because this was their first official holiday together where they were not separated by jail cells or on the run or presumed dead. And it was cute and perfect. And I was a very happy shipper. And then I was appropriately creeped out when Mardevil just showed up at the door. The first flashback gave me feels because you know I was a shipper back then. But I never, ever want to see a couple recap for an entire episode like they did. That was... That Unless was, it's surrounding a wedding, I don't need to see it. That was a choice. And it's, to me, showing how bad the writing is for them. Because I, I don't need to see some recap, basically. Like, what was that? They were, recapping, they were recapping all of their Thanksgivings together because their, their first it, kiss happened was, on Thanksgiving. It was so unnecessary. Then, like, it played out like a Jerry storyline plays out. It was dragged on forever. But I will say. Like, it didn't feel that It didn't feel that dragged on to me. But it then did when in I, the contrast no, no, what aired in I, the episode because we had all of it with like Marjevil at the Thanksgiving, and then we had Ben and Sierra sitting and talking and talking. Right. So Ben and talking but, so, but, and talking, is, and talking. I, oh, we're not done. Like it was too much. <laughs> well, it, it, it wasn't like when I was watching it, it didn't actually for me. It didn't actually feel that long. And then I that's clicked be, it, and it. Yeah, that's because you actually enjoyed them, no, Tony. No, I'm I get, being I get that. Like they only talk. I'm not kidding. They only talk for the entire episode. I was very confused as to what the occasion was and then they said it was the day uh, anniversary of the day she broke up with Trip. I'm like why would you celebrate that like that doesn't <laughs> it, was the, it was the anniversary of their first kiss oh they, they should have they should have led with that's that a, like, that's <laughs> a, that's you know what, what they should have they should have done something else but recap at least all of it in one scene because it dragged for, on forever and longer than a Jared storyline did. Yeah, wow. It was, it, was, it, was the, it was their entirety of, of their screen time. Like, yeah, which when I, when I, 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 clipped it for, I clipped it for a friend and I was actually surprised that it took up 10 minutes of the episode because it didn't feel like it took up that much because it felt like everything else that was happening took up a majority of the episode. So it only felt like their stuff was like maybe five or six minutes. But then when I clipped it, it was like 10 minutes. I was like, wow, that was more than I thought. And it's also sad seeing how, like, once upon a time, I really enjoyed them. And that first flashback, I was like, wow, they're, they're pulling me in again. And then we came back to Ben and Sierra in current time. And I was like, okay, yeah, now I remember why I don't like them anymore. 
that's just sad because they had so much potential in the beginning. And, they, I, and those flashbacks just remind me how good they used to be. They always go over the top with them. They do too much when it comes to writing them. If you just pull back and let things play out, play organically. out organically, you w- I don't think people would be as irritated or annoyed by them outside of their fans. Yeah. If you just let it, let it, let it breathe. Like the, all of those flashbacks, all of that recap throughout the episode wasn't necessary. The first flashback I, I was okay with. They could have stopped I, there. Yeah. That was I didn't, I didn't expect them to I didn't expect them to like keep to keep that hel- I'm sorry. That helmet, first off. What was so, okay? It, it was hilarious and it was kind of adorable, but also that's not a motorcycle helmet. That's like an actual bike helmet for a baby. Bike helmet, and are you gonna drive on a motorcycle with your kid? Come on. There are people. Okay, Ben. I mean, I know, but it's a choice. Yeah, their scenes were all around weird. I like the flashback because I liked them back then, and that's basically all I cared about when it came to their scenes. Because otherwise, it was just dragging out. Ooh, I swear, I was at the end. I was like, let me just fast forward because all they're doing is recapping until Marlena shows up or Mar Devil shows up, which was literally like the last thirty seconds. And like she did, they did, they didn't no literally not even thirty seconds it was two seconds unnecessary I, well I enjoyed it but I love them so that's to be expected but that has been our week of days so now we move into our segments uh, Michael is not here so his we do not have his reading rainbow but he does want me to make an announcement because he did come up with a realization while he's been away and he wanted me to share that he finally remembers what Johnny has been reminding him of. He's been thinking for a while that Johnny's been reminding him of someone and couldn't think of who. And he finally realized it is a young Robin Thicke. And you know what? I kind of see it. He wanted me to share that. So I did. Does anybody have anything to say? About that? About that. (laughs) No, I'm good. Not really. (laughs) Okay. Moving right along into our normal segments, we got the good, the bad, and the ugly. Dylan, why don't you start us off? My good for the week is definitely just all things Susan Seaforth Hayes. She was amazing. I loved her. I also Bill, give Bill Hayes his flowers, give him his things. He was great. Deidre Hall, like the whole basically the net cast the of Hayes. <laughs> like the the whole showdown at the Horn family Thanksgiving was everything. I love that. And also the Susan and EJ hospital scenes. Those I huh, I love those. I feel like Dan is really just coming into his own in the role and I'm really enjoying the work that he's doing. And him and Stacy have just a great dynamic and I'm interested in seeing it grow and seeing where they go with it and I just I loved all of that um my bad my bad was actually just I did not enjoy Jake and Gabby this week at all and I feel like I haven't enjoyed them in a while and I would like to enjoy them again so I don't know what they need to do but they just need to fix it because it's it's not giving what it needs to have gave. And 
my ugly is Rafe basically playing in Ava's face one more again. I'm hoping that body we saw getting drug in the promo was him. I'm hoping Ava just takes that crowbar and (laughs) knocks him from here to wherever Sammy is being held because he deserves it. He absolutely deserves it. I do believe that's Brady, but I'm with you. (laughs) All right, Nick, what about you for good, bad, and ugly? Uh, My good were the Susan and EJ scenes. Um, I really like them a lot. I would love to see more of that um, because I've never, I've literally never seen them interact as mother and son. Like I've been watching since 2010 and I've never, that's the first time I've ever seen them share a screen together, let alone be warm and fuzzy with each other. It was weird because EJ hasn't been warm and fuzzy (laughs) in, in forever and Susan loves everybody, but we don't really get to see her with her family often. So it was nice to see her and EJ. Um, Bill and Susan Hayes, of course, they were amazing. Um, they really got you in your heart, especially if you didn't, if you weren't really caring or into the story. At that point, you were like, leave Grandpa Doug alone. Um, my bad was, I would say, the Rafe, Gabby, Jake, Ava stuff because I genuinely don't remember that it aired. I watched Monday's episode, but I, I do remember not remember because I didn't put it in the outline. I still don't remember. I remember that they started arguing, and I remember Jake vaguely remember Jake and Rafe standing back there watching them argue like idiots. But like it felt pointless. Um, actually, I'm going to swap. That's my ugly. My bad was the um, Ben and Sierra stuff. Like it went on too long and it was, it felt, it felt unnecessary. Like the first flashback was fine and then it kept going and I didn't expect it to go that long. And typically something like that would either, either be, even be cut at the be- middle of the episode. It kept going to the end. I was like, it just felt like a lot. And it felt forced. That was my issue with it. So yeah. My good, bad, and ugly. All right, what about you? My good was the Thanksgiving dinner at the Hortons, and specifically, <laughs> hold on, Martha was sending Sean flying right over the table. <laughs> that was so unexpected, but really good. Even if the next thing. I didn't expect it as well. I thought it was good. Chanel and Paulina's conversation. I liked it. And I liked the place they're in. So those scenes were lovely. And I think there was one more thing. I guess not. Yeah, those were my good. My bad. I guess I will combine my bad and ugly because I don't really have an ugly this this week. But I have a few scenes that I didn't like or care for. Um, Jake and Gabby, what's their point? What's their purpose? Because they're doing the same thing. And I could enjoy Rafe and Ava if Ava went back to her scheming ways more. Because this is not it. I, I don't need to see her cook food all the time. I don't. I don't think you guys either. 
well, see that. So, the, the weird thing about Rafe and Ava is in the scenes when on Monday, which I kept forgetting, they worked. And then, like, if you strip them down and let them just be people with each other. Didn't they conclude a Monday episode, though? It started yes, with but that. it was after that. <laughs> when, they, when they were just sitting down, talking to each other, and just being, they were just being goofy with each other. They were just yeah. being people. And then you have, when you strip all of that away, they work. On paper, they work. They have chemistry. It's just all of this other bullshit that they did to ruin them. Yeah, it's just, it's... I don't know. I feel like they need to have Eva, Ava, more of a schemer. I think those, I was about to say that during our recap earlier, but I figure it works better here. I feel like Ava, uh, Rafe works with women who are messy or quote unquote bad. That's true. I kind of want Ava to be more bad again i don't want i don't think she would work long term as a villain but at least a vixen maybe because the good eva doesn't work either for me but anyway yeah so that whole quad it's the same conversation different day every single time they air and give them something new or wipe them off specifically jake and gabby because i've had it up to here with them but um, aside from them, I don't ever need, like I said just now, I don't need to see a couple recap for an entire episode. Because whatever aired like with Sin on Friday's episode, that was some dumb shit. <laughs> like that, that was a choice. And I don't get why, because we they're it's okay if they're like what they had been on the show 20 years ago and we're recapping but we have seen these scenes recently like within the four years we don't need to recap their whole story the show tells us their story like what's the point stop stop trying to try hard with them like we talked about just now let him let it flow out organically but yeah i don't know what the hell these scenes were but they dragged on forever and i was praying for it to end and it never did so yeah those were my bad and ugly for this week okay uh my good um i honestly just want to give a shout out to days in general because they are using their vets and actors of a certain age in a way that most other soaps are not. Because if you think about it this week, we had story being led by Drake Hogeston, Deidre Hall, Susan C. Fort Hayes, Bill Hayes, Jack Harry, Marla Gibbs, like all of these people. And no other soap is putting their vets in the forefront the way Bayes is. And I think that they should get applauded for that because I think if the other soaps would do that, they would probably be in a lot better shape. Um, my bad is on, my bad and ugly are kind of the same and it's Rafe, Ava, Jake and Gabby. I just, I don't care. Um, it's just, it's, 
a waste of airtime. It's literally forgettable because we all forgot it happened. Um, I generally still don't remember those things. <laughs> like, what are we doing and why are we doing it? And also, a dishonorable mention, just in general, to not having a Lonnie follow up this week. I do think yeah. that was a bit of a story miss. Yeah. So not necessarily an ugly or a bad, but a miss. You could have you could have put the Jake, Gabby, Ava, Ray stuff on next week and put Lonnie on this week. Agreed. Um, having said that, why don't we move into watching it wrong? And I think I will kick off this segment. And this is sort of a um, public service announcement. Dear Steve Burton defenders, can you please keep David alive <laughs> out of your back? Like, please. We have nothing to do with this. We don't want him. We don't claim him. He was on our show 30 years ago, almost 40 at this point. We don't want him back. General Hospital and Days of Our Lives have nothing to do with each other. They never need to be mentioned in the same breath when you're trying to defend Steve Burton or ever, actually. Like, please just stay in your lane and stay the fuck out of ours. Please, thank you, and good night. <laughs> I hollered when I saw <laughs> I saw Tony's tweet about that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is one of those times I'm glad Days doesn't have a huge budget. They can't afford him. Don't even bring it up. Like, it's no, there's no point to. Or just stop it. <laughs> exactly. All right. That was my watching it wrong. I'm going to give Nick a chance to collect himself and go over to Dylan. Dylan, do you have a watching it I don't, actually. Okay. What about you, Arya? I don't have any for this week. Nick, what is what do you have a watching it wrong? I do not. Okay. Well, in that case, do we have any final thoughts? Um, shout out to Days' stunt coordinator. Um, they've been doing a lot. And I've been yeah. I've been enjoying it because it's been coming off well. The um very well. They've thrown John up against the wall twice. They threw Sean across the table this week. Throw some more people around. I'm I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Just, I, I mean, I knew it. Was, I knew it was a stunt coordinator with John, but I was still queasy watching that. Given what happened with Drake Hogerson, like I'm always going to be nervous when he's involved in stunts, even if it's a stunt coordinator doing the stunt on his behalf. Yeah, they've been really entertaining because I did not see Sean flying across that table coming at all. Oh, me either. Me either. I literally, I yelled, I yelled it. I tweeted it. It was basically my holy shit moment of the day, of the week, of the year. Yeah. And on that note, we will see y'all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye, y'all.
I don't have any for this week. 